Visionaries Global Media, your number one source for podcasting entertainment. Visionaries Global Media, envisioning excellence on a global scale. This is Band from Ringside. Tonight's on the Band from Ringside podcast at Crown Jewel, Logan Paul impresses. And now he's out for nine months. Austin Theory fails to cash in on the... U.S. title. Uh, We had a spectacular NJPW event. We had a very good AEW event with a very good main event. That and a whole bunch more tonight on the Band for Ringside podcast. See, at least I tried to sell it there. Might have. No, I still, it, it, you brought your effort today. I appreciate that. <laughs> Ditch that nine to five. It's time to feel alive. Hello, Mark. So welcome to the Band for Ringside podcast. I am Bill Vagie, as always, your host, a.k.a. The unit jobber. <laughs> and sitting directly across from me, we have Jason Cornelius Bell. What's going on, JCB? Yeah, that was good. <laughs> the unit jobber. That's, I don't know why it is, man. It's just like the initial laugh, and then I have like the giggle laugh afterwards because he really like sets it. It's probably the weed. Yeah. <laughs> and on that lovely note, I'll ask the congregation to bow their heads as I read from the latest edition of the Band from Ringside podcast, volume 282. Chapter 3, verse 14, and the good smart saith, hashtag boo the heels, it's all good, baby. Listen, share, subscribe, repeat the holy trinity of BFR. Monster week of wrestling. Your boy has been grinding, and we've got it all in. Excited to hear opinions from the cast, the crew, the members, the whole shebang. Let's do this. And out there in Portland, Oregon, the great, beautiful Pacific nor- Northwest of these United States of America, we have two beers. Zach Pullman, what's going on, two beers? BFR, what's the mouse? Hey, what's up? Um, it actually is really beautiful this week. We had an atmospheric river on Friday, which just essentially means a ton of rain. It was insane. And uh, even for out here, and now there's just like no rain this week. It's like 50, and it's like fall. I love it. Is all you can say is that your life is pretty plain? I'm sorry. You know what? Uh, right there where uh, where Jason was doing that warm-up for BFR West in the house, I should keep talking about Pacific Nor- Northwest. To see how long you Just go. to see how long you can go. So Jason and I Jason and I, and Reba and Vice is going to be here in a minute just so him and Jason can giggle in the background while Zach and I are trying to have hardcore wrestling conversations. Are coming at you from... Beautiful St. Charles, Missouri. It is nice out here. There's a nice little breeze. It's probably about 65. I don't don't know. Yeah, you're probably right. Uh, It's really nice. It was a monster week of wrestling. Lots to get to. Lots to talk about. We're starting a little bit later tonight, and your boy has a new job that he has to drive to in the morning. So um, so let's stop beating around the bush. Let's get to that three count. Tom Brady ain't playing today, y'all. <laughs> First quick out to Jason Cornelius Bell. Right. What's the one count? Kick us off. I'm 7-11. I'm always open. Uh, we're going to go with Crown Jewel uh, to kick off the one count. Um, was it one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight match card? Uh, highlighted, obviously, by the main event with Logan Paul and Roman Reigns. I'm just going to go from start to finish, do some quick hits, and then I'll let the guys jump in and give their opinions. Um, We opened up with Bobby versus Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar goes over in a reversal of the Hurt Lock, uh, very reminiscent of, I believe it was Becky Lynch and Shayna Baszler at their WrestleMania match, the roll-up finish for the win. Bobby Lashley proceeds to beat down Brock Lesnar after the fact. I think we start to see more of a 
heel turn for Bobby Lashley moving forward. Uh, Damage Control beats Asuka and Alexa to win back the Women's Tag Team Championships. My question with this is, why did we have them lose in the first place? We could have did what we've done all the way up to this point and then have them win the match. In this case, you could have had Nikki um, still interfere, help the champs, in this case, Damage Control win, and then still move forward with whatever storyline they had on Monday Night Raw. Like I said, I'll let the boys talk on that. Drew versus Karrion Cross in the steel cage. Uh, Drew McIntyre goes over. Uh, apparently, Drew McIntyre was extremely sick coming into this match, and this match arguably up to this point was the match of the night. It didn't look like Drew was missing a beat. My only problem with this match is Mason, the eye does not take less than 30 seconds to walk away from and continue to fight. But minor little, little hiccup there outside of that. Like I said, up to this point, the uh, match of the night. Judgment Day goes over the OC in the first swerve of the night as far as I was concerned. Didn't really see this coming. I thought the OC would get back, get the receipt back for Judgment Day, but Judgment Day keeps rolling. I don't necessarily have a problem with that. Uh, Braun versus Omos, I'll be perfectly honest. I went to the shower for this one. This is the match I care least about. Uh, the tweet from Braun Strowman after the fact reinforced the fact why I went to the shower because it couldn't have been that goddamn good. Even if it was good, it couldn't have been 47 star matches good, you trolling son of a bitch. Uh, Brawling Brutes versus the Usos for the Undisputed Tag Team Championships. Then, now the match of the night, vote switches. Once again, the Usos always seem to come out of the woodwork with another great match. I know FTR is probably the unanimous pick for the Beefers Tag Team of the Year, and every time we say that, the Usos always say, hold my beer, and they put up another great match. That's what they say. <laughs> One of them does. Um, Bailey versus Bianca in a last woman standing match. Um, not what I thought was going to be. I expected a little more physicality, but the finish was a little smart. Didn't really see that coming. Bailey loses to Bianca Belair. And then in the main event, which everybody is pretty much talking about for one reason or another, Roman Reigns retains the Universal, the Undisputed Universal titles over Logan Paul. Um, I guess my biggest question from this in kayfabe, does Logan, I, I shouldn't say it like this, does Roman Reigns lose a little bit, lose a little luster, getting stretched extended by a person that's had now three matches in WWE when you've been dominant for three years. Quick trivia question. Can anybody, and I know the answer, so I wouldn't just ask this. Can anybody name the last person to pin Roman Reigns? I'm guessing by the way you asked that, that it's not Brock Lesnar. No. That was my guess. No. Two beer? No, I mean, Lesnar was my guess. Uh, maybe before that. Big E? No. Bobby Lashley? No, thank heel. He's been a heel for a little bit. MJF. Rollins. <laughs> Rollins. <laughs> maybe in two or three years. Um, Who? Rollins a baby face, man. We'll talk about that in a second. Who? Baron Corbin. Oh, my dude. 
Baron Corbin was the last person to pin Roman Reigns. I had to actually look that up and verify it before Why I brought it on the say podcast. That every week, we'll say that again. That's a really good what, question. Why did you say that every week? That's a spectacular. Dude, I was I, I was thinking that too when I found that out. I, I'd have been like, Roman Corbin should be like, I'm the last guy to pin Roman Reigns. Zach, I'm the last guy to pin Roman Reigns every time. Zach, what's your biggest takeaway from the pay per view or the Crown Jewel, whatever it is? <laughs> premium live um, events, sir. I ain't calling it that. I don't work for WWE. <laughs> they work Biggest for me. Takeaway, I mean, this was this was a good good uh, good show overall. Uh, Biggest takeaway though is like Logan Paul is a contender for Rookie of the Year. Uh, dude, really, really good at this, and uh, I'm super bummed that he got shoot injured because we're not going to be able to see him uh, at the Royal Rumble or you know Survivor Series or, or whatever. Maybe WrestleMania. I mean, torn MCL isn't as long but if he tore his acl which i don't know if he did or not that's they, what i thought it said they, mcl acl and like meniscus. meniscus but they said the acl was questionable uh last thing i saw I'm, I'm sure that's been updated but um we're not reporters uh yeah go ahead zach uh answer a few of uh jason's questions i actually wrote them down just so i can answer or I wrote a, a, a word note here so i can answer uh they switched the belts on the women's tags because they don't matter. Um, I love shit. the Drew's. I love the Drew's new gimmick is that he wrestles shoot sick, but you can't even tell because he's so good. Mm. <laughs> he had food poisoning at Cardiff. He's got the flu um, at Crown Jewel. Um, so good. Uh, we now have to do a beefer for the shower match of the year. <laughs> I love that Jason went to the shower. <laughs> Fuck this. <laughs> I got to go to work here in an hour or so, man. You, y'all fucking around. Shower match of the year. That's good. <laughs> and uh, I did like the women's title match, but uh, Bailey was like, at the end, you know, being like stuck in the ladder. I mean, she looked like, you know, a stepmom stuck in the washer. It's like, you can get out. It's super easy. Um, you're just doing it. <laughs> That's funny. That's a Pornhub joke. Yeah, true, true. <laughs> Bray Wyatt. I forgot about the Bray Wyatt. Uh, oh yeah. Segment. This was the first one that I actually could understand what Uncle Howdy was saying. So now it, it, it kind of drew me in a little bit more. Still not really into it, but at least I can understand Uncle Howdy on this one. Yeah. When what's the over under sports betters on when Bray Wyatt has a match? Uh, the, I'd say the over under is Survivor Series. I'll take the over. Uh, when is Survivor Series? In like two weeks. No, it's that quick. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's not going to be a Survivor Series then. I thought okay, so we'll say uh, January first. I'll still take the over. Royal, I would almost go Royal Rumble. They're not going to do the, the, like the day one pay per view or whatever. But if you were going to, if if I was Vegas and I was making the odds, or if I was Daddy Magic and I was making the odds, then I would uh, I, I would put it at January first. Okay, then I'll take the over. Royal I'll Rumble. Over. Royal Rumble would be a kind of an ideal spot. That way he can interact with two or three different people. You can set up his real first feud. You can go that route. I'll go Royal Rumble, so that means I'll take the over. Um, I so before I give you my takes, unless Zach has anything else to say uh, about his uh, no. uh, initial impressions. Overall, uh, uh, it was a good show. I wish I could have done the thing and like watched it on the morning, 
but I was like so lazy. I got drunk on Friday and then uh, I woke up Saturday. I was just laying in bed for like two hours, not watching the TV. And I was like, oh shit. Uh, so I didn't watch this until Sunday. Uh, I was at the Mizzou game Saturday, uh, getting having a good time with my brother and his friends. You all banged up. So uh, after the ladies went to bed and Jacob and I were sitting up and just, you know, shooting the shit, uh, you know, watching I Think You Should Leave and smoking cigarettes, I was like, oh, I was like, let's, I was like, I don't know what happened. I was like, let's just watch Logan Paul versus Roman Reigns. I mean, Logan Paul made him a believer and he doesn't watch wrestling. He listens to the podcast sometimes, but he was very impressed. He was like, Logan fucking Paul is wrestling. I'm like, dude, he's pretty good. I'm going to say this. I don't know if it's better, but Logan Paul's frog splash is as good as Montez Ford's. That is, Ooh, he gets hot some fucking, I mean, his take. his frog splash, his the last, I think he did two in the match. One that went, you know, he had the, uh, the phone in his hand. I think there was a first one before that, if I'm not mistaken. I mean, that, he really gets some air. He really Imagine how high he would jump if he wasn't white. I know. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Uh, it, it Logan Paul is legit. There's no other way to say it. I would have booked the main event a little bit differently, like because he essentially is a YouTuber. I mean, he boxed Floyd Mayweather. Mayweather, he didn't. Mayweather didn't knock him out, but Mayweather doesn't knock anybody out. Mayweather was kind of playing with him because Mayweather doesn't like to get hit. That's a different. Ding. That's a different podcast. <laughs> that is uh, for our boxing podcast called Banned from Ringside. Wait a minute. No, I, I guess I, I don't know what Part I would. Two? I, don't know, I don't know what I would call it, but. Um, <laughs> I I thought again. I thought it was strangely booked. I didn't see them have it. I mean, I didn't see a twenty-five minute match or whatever it ended up being. But man, it was a fun match. It was a fun match at one o'clock in the morning Saturday. You know, going into Sunday, I didn't rewatch it, but I know that I had a great time. I watched the rest of it later on. It was a really good pay per view. That was the match that stuck out to me the most. It was a little overbooked at the end, but I mean, that's that's I mean. I, I expected that. If it was going to go over five minutes, then it was going to be overbooked. <laughs> well, that's I think that's part of the the Roman Reigns, you know, reign for lack of a better word. The bloodline, in some form or fashion, gets involved. As much as I want, as much as we should give Logan Paul all the flowers, all the flowers, especially going through that match with a banged up knee halfway through. We got to get flower to Roman Reigns, too. It takes two to tango, and Roman Reigns did his part, too. You can't have Logan Paul being in his third match and make it look that good if the other guy isn't as good as well. And I know, I know Roman Reigns isn't known as a great wrestler. He's not Daniel Bryan. He's not Zack Sabre Jr. He's none of those guys. Not even close. But for this episode... For this match, he made Logan Paul look good. Dare I say, better than Pat McAfee ever had. And that, to me, was the celebrity bar of, you know, guys that would come in to do maybe a one-off and look good. Pat McAfee was good last year. He was good. He was great against uh, Adam Cole in his debut. I'll take it like this. Adam Cole... 
and Pat McAfee was, was good, this was better. Yeah, I mean, uh, I was going to say, I mean, Pat McAfee's great. I was going to, when I was thinking about this, I was thinking, like, all apologies to Bad Bunny. Logan, sure, Logan sure. Paul is the best celebrity re- wrestler they've ever had. That that bar keeps getting set higher and higher over mm-hmm. the last five years or so, starting with Stephen Amell, I would say. Yeah, um, at uh, All In. At All In. Uh, you, you know, really starting with Hugh Jackman when he laid Dolph Ziggler out about <laughs> 10 years ago. <laughs> but, um... Say, damn, man, what you doing? It was tremendous. Uh, Zach, I should also talk about our predictions. So, uh, tied for first place, we have... Uh, two beers, Zach Bowman with six points. We have Jason Cornelius Bell with six points. So you guys tie for first. All right, Zach, any other thoughts about the pay-per-view? Uh, no, uh, just the crown jewels are more entertaining now. I feel like they tie into the regular story and they don't have the uh, the Goldbergs and the Undertakers and all that. They, they feel less of like a house show and feel more like a like in a regular event and a good one. Well, man, shit. Apparently, they get a nice little chunk of change for just the one show. Uh, I think it's million like, every time. Okay. So, I mean, the production looks great. It's it's basically WrestleMania. WWE gets Saudi. $50 million from Saudi Arabia to put that show on. Yes. Is that what you're saying? Each, yes. Each time. Yeah, they have a $1 billion deal. They're doing 20 shows over X number of years. I want to know how much how much does Butch make? (laughs) (laughs) You gotta take this check and get in this plane. Like how much how much does Logan Paul make? I mean, he's gotta make a fuck ton of money, man. We talking three million? I'd say three million plus. Really? That's what I would say too. Not I wouldn't say just for that show. I just mean his deal like per year. No, I'm just let's just say they just cut a check for the show. For the show. What what would you guess? Three million. Really? He's that big of an attraction. I don't think, I, like, we're old guys. I don't think we can really, like, understate how famous Logan Paul is. Like, he is. Yeah, everybody knows who he is. He is mega famous. And if he can't go at WrestleMania, because the the rumblings were that it was going to be Cena Logan Paul at WrestleMania in Hollywood, and that would be a big, big match. That is man. a big-time Hollywood match, man. So I, I hope he can go. I'm I'm a fan. I've said it before, and I, this just reiterated it. Like, we've never said a bad word about him on this show, really, since he had his very first match. We might have said he doesn't understand that he's a heel and he wants to be a babyface, and that's kind of dumb. But in terms of how hard he goes, how well he can wrestle, there's – there's not a negative thing you can say about him. There's, there's no he's doubt. He's probably the best I've ever seen that's only done three matches. Right. Like, so he's, he's literally done three matches, and like that was a, a main event of a major WWE show, which is the biggest promotion in the world, and he killed it. I mean, people like bonkers. It seems like, I mean, Kurt Angle's always the the standard bearer. For I that. was thinking Brock, but yeah. You well, can people always talk about how, but Brock like spent time in OVW for and shit. Story. Like story. Kurt Angle was. Yeah. He, he was wrestling in the perform or whatever the equivalent was center. of the performance center was back then, and I mean he basically came out and he was a fully formed wrestler that was in at the top of the card pretty quickly. Yeah, and uh, you know what? I'd love to hear Kurt Angle talk about Logan Paul. That would really interest me. No, because like, I mean, he, no, no, no joke. No, like, he I, would be somebody that could probably explain the learning curve. 
But Logan Paul wasn't even an amateur wrestler. I know, I know. And that's that was the next <laughs> words out of my mouth. The fact that he he hasn't really ever done this and just is a, a really good athlete really just it it blows the mind just thinking like that how great he did in the match and then he did it with a banged up knee. I can't believe you That's guys. Crazy. I can't believe you guys let me skip past it. I said I was doing the scores, and I said you guys were tied for six. No, no, we, six, right, and then I just I, let it go. No, no. I think we nobody all, laughed. I think we all know. Nobody laughed. <laughs> I think we all know. <laughs> you remember when I said? Remember when I said last week? I was like, this might be the hardest. Like a lot of these matches could go either way. Both of you guys did fantastic, but old Bill here, old Granddad Bill, Grandma Beggy, he. Tried to go a little bit against the grain, and he got two. I got two right. Oh, my God. That is terrible. So, obviously, Roman is one, which is the other. Uh, Damage control. Mm. Damage control was the other one that I got right. I got everything. We all got got the OC wrong. Yeah, I didn't see that one coming. And you guys both picked – Alexa and Asuka, and you guys also, I picked Omas. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> I picked Karrion Cross. I picked Lashley. I picked the Brawling. Oh, wait. No, I picked the Brawling Brutes, and I changed it after uh, Zach talked me into it. So, I got okay, three, so right? three. <laughs> All right, let's talk about Raw really quick. Hold on, hold on. Can we talk about, let's talk about Braun Strowman just for a second. This okay. motherfucker All right, here. so let's, because I do want to talk about Raw, and I, I really, I could talk about the Austin Theory So you thing. two saw the match. Yes, the Braun Strowman. Yeah, I, I, I did. Even though I was, no, I was replaying it when I had plenty of time, but still when it came on, I was like, I'm taking a shower. I was like, fuck this. No. Um, <laughs> uh, it's two in the afternoon. Shit. Braun, Braun Strowman tweets a, a trolley tweet where he says, how about this? Who who would have thunk it, Omas? Uh, we, we got 47 stars. Uh, big guys will always beat the flippity floppy guys. And then he had a bunch of hashtags. Very trolley. Uh, you know, Jericho commented on it. Like a bunch of people were uh, retweeting it, quote tweeting it, and then he kind of came back and apologized. Okay, a couple things. First of all, I think that it was a total troll. Second of all, it was a very uh, a very good troll. Third of all, I think that. That match, a lot of people are talking about how good it was. The match was garbage. (laughs) The match was not, it was fine. It was fine, but you could have gone and taken a shower and not missed anything. (laughs) I saw the last five minutes, okay? I saw the last five minutes. God. It was the best Omos ever looked. I mean, that's, I mean. That I'll agree with. Yeah. But, I mean, that's, and that's totally cool. It's, the only reason that, but people seem to have liked that match. The only reason that people liked that match is because it was so much different than everything on the card. If it was a card full of Omases and Braun Strowmans, that would have been the worst match of them all. I'd rather watch Tensai versus Tyson Tomko. No, I'm just kind of. I was going to say, you digging up, motherfuckers. No, I'm just, <laughs> no, just kind of being trolly, I guess. <laughs> Are these motherfuckers still alive? Uh, I think so. Uh, what do you think about the match, Zach? 
Yeah, it was not as terrible as I thought it would be, but it was. That's a ringing endorsement, ain't it? I mean, come on. I did feel like kind of soiled, like while I watched it, like I just really needed a shower. That's why I took mine beforehand, man. Shit, fuck all this. You ain't gonna have me watching this bullshit blood money pay per view event and then have to watch this that's shit. Too. Why, that's why. That's why. That's why. Man, see, I feel icky. I'll be go take a shower. I'll be honest. I don't even. I don't even remember the Bray Wyatt thing, and I. I didn't watch it. I. I wasn't banged up when I watched the rest of the show. I don't even remember it's, it. It's nothing different than what he's done before in the past, but. Basically, it's Uncle Howdy is basically saying that I don't know why you're fighting, you know, the temptation of just going out and wrecking havoc. You know, you would like it, blah, 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 inner demons, yada, yada, yada. Okay. All right. Good. Uh, Let's, (laughs) let's, let's, let's talk. I mean, it's so fuck. I mean, I'm sorry. It's, I'm so bored by it already. Uh, Jason, uh, let's talk about Raw. So, Raw opened up with uh, the Usos versus the New Day. I thought this was a, a really good segment on both sides. Spectacular. Yeah. It was great. Until Riddle came out, and I was just like, Jesus, why why Riddle? I mean, I get it. You want to make up the six-man tag, but just do it after the fact. You know, I like the fact that they were both pointing out why they were, you know, why it was hard for both sides, why both sides felt this, this uh, the record was important to them. Really good opening segment. From there, you had the Usos and uh, Solo Sokoa versus the New Day and Matt Riddle. Bloodline goes over. Not a big deal. Um, Let's skip to the end. Let's skip to the end. Because I feel like this is going to take forever. And I I told you, like, I got to drive to work tomorrow. You know, let's. We, we got to drive. We, okay, Mia Yim's back. Okay, all right. Let's talk Mia about Yim's, Austin Theory. Mia Yim's back. Um, I think that's something to look forward to. Survivor Series. You want to talk about Elias versus Otis? Not really. No, no, uh, we, no. Let's just skip to the. You want to talk about Nikki Cross getting rid of the twenty four seven? Funny fucking shit because she didn't hit the actual trash can and hit the ground, and I had to watch that two or three different times all right. to see that the Oscar uh, and Eos um, guy. Psh, the translation um, clip, if you haven't seen that shit, go seek that out. That makes that whole segment even more funny. But let's go jump to the main event. I, before we get there, because now, now I, I know. Listen, let me quarterback, okay? Yeah, get rid of your mic. Get the fuck out of here. Leave the computer. Leave the beer. Leave the weed. Um <laughs> So, um, uh, I forgot the Giggle Twins. I, uh, Vice is here now, so the Giggle <laughs> Twins are back. I'm going to give you a fucking mic. Uh, it, Zach, is this the end of the 24-7 title? Is that what that was? Is that is this, is her throwing the 24-7 title in the trash? Is that the end of the 24-7 title? Was that what that meant? That's what I presume. That's how I took it, too, Jason. That's how I took it, too. Because when she was Nikki A.S.H., she was... Because it could be argued that when she was Nikki A.S.H., which I don't remember this at all, but I, I read that when she was Nikki A.C.H., she was, like, obsessed with the 24-7 title for a while. Kind of, yeah. I, re- I kind of remember that a little bit. All right. But anyway. She was in that mix-up. Yeah, but, I mean, there's, like, six people in that motherfucker. I mean, what the fuck? Right. Uh, it's not like Tazawa came up behind her, grabbed it out of the trash can, and ran ran away with it. Yeah, but I was going to really say, I do that. I think that was right in that mix where, like, it was Tozawa, um, Reggie, 
Dana Brooke. Um, God damn. Yeah, where the fuck did he go? Tamina. Back to St. Louis. <laughs> Um, Welcome what, home, Reg. Before we get to Austin Theory, what's more disrespectful to the 24-7 title? Nikki Cross throwing it in the trash or WWE creative keeping it on Dana Brooke for the last four months? <laughs> God damn, yeah, Dana shit. Now, look, <laughs> Dana Brooke on Monday night it looked, at, I mean, just physically looked as best as she's ever looked. Obviously, she had the job out. It is what it is. Her face I was, looks like she's in the black hole sun video. Oh, okay, well, I mean, damn. Oh my God. <laughs> Jesus Christ. What the fuck? <laughs> Sorry, that was really she sexist. She looks amazing physically, though. That's yeah, like, she looked, I mean, she looked, shit. you know. She's got a bod. Yeah, I mean, look, look, look like she lost a little bit of that fat or little Dana baby fat or whatever. Brooke, won't you come? <laughs> um. <laughs> All right, so let's talk about Austin Theory. Austin Theory, uh, I'm going to go ahead and give my opinion real fast. I think that this is the worst cash-in of all time, and simultaneously, I think it is probably the best thing for Austin Theory going forward. Uh, Jason, what are your thoughts about Austin Theory's failed cash-in on the U.S. title? If he was going to fail, I would rather him just fail it against Roman and just be done with it. The fact that it was an open challenge is to me the biggest issue and it's probably the first time in the triple h regime where i'm like okay see this is some vent shit an open challenge means basically anybody can answer the open challenge but if you have bird in hand why are you going to put the bird out there to get taken away from your own hand i have a rebuttal to that Uh, i want to hear zach's thoughts uh, just that it was bad enough that if I was Austin Theory, as soon as I got done with the match, I would have grabbed my phone to make sure I could still get it on my work email because I wouldn't think that my job was done. <laughs> I lost. Oh, oh, wait, hang on. <laughs> really? You, you guys, you guys, so you took it as a burial? No, not at all. Uh, no, it's not even like, not, it's not like a burial. Uh, I agree with your second part. That I think is yeah. probably the best thing for him going forward under the Triple H regime. But let me tell you what I would have done. What I would have done was have him try to cash it in on Roman Reigns and also have it be unsuccessful, but have it be so wildly unsuccessful that it was stupid. Like he cashes in and then ref gets distracted. The Usos give him their finisher. Sami Zayn comes up, gives him the Huluva kick. Solo Sokoa beats the shit out of him. And then, you know, even have like. Paul Heyman do like a leg drop and then have Roman Reigns just spear the fuck out of him and then have him pin and be like, that was the stupidest thing ever. That being said, what they did was kind of in character because he's so fucking dumb. Either A, he didn't know his open challenge and he didn't have to cash in his money in the bank to fight for the title, or B, he's so dumb and cocky that he was like, even though it's an open challenge, I am going to cash in my money in the bank because this is me being a big man and I'm not scared of Seth Rollins and Bobby Lashley ruined it for him. I don't think there was a burial because it was in the main event slot and it was actually a pretty compelling segment. It was actually pretty well done and fun to watch. The crowd was basically mid until that point. And that's when it I mean, started to get a little exciting. Is, is being nice, generous to that Wilkes Bar crowd, and they um, are taking tons of shit. <laughs> I've listened to a couple yeah, podcasts. They, they, Everybody's like, "What, what the should. fuck is wrong with this Wilkes Bar crowd?" <laughs> that's what they should. 
I'll just say this. Like, they were quiet during that Usos New Day segment, yeah. which was tits. Yeah. Um, I'm not – I'll take it one step further moving forward. I'm not one of those guys that say that the money in the bank needs to be, you know, get uh, – Disbanded, disbanded, whatever you want to call it. I just think the last few guys that have won it have done a lot of damage to it, to where now people are like, "You don't, we don't want to see it anymore," and that's totally fair, and I get that. But I think if used correctly, the money in the bank is a positive tool that can get people over. Two here. Yeah, it's probably the worst booked, best gimmick. It's a great gimmick. It recently, not over the whole course of its history, but recently, I'd say just over the course of this podcast, yes, for the most part, has been terribly Brutal. booked. Brutal. Brock Lesnar, Otis. I was looking up the winners, and there's only been one time in the last five or six winners where it's actually been good. Uh, Otis was bad. Brock Lesnar was bad. Austin Theory was bad. Uh, I'm trying to remember who the fuck else won it. Strowman win it? Uh, well, Miz won it from Otis. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't remember. Probably should have had this ready. Uh, but, yeah, I totally agree. Like, it is, a, like I said on Friends of BFR on Facebook, it is a really good storytelling tool that they just managed to keep fucking up and fucking up and fucking up. Now, who's going to take it off of Roman? But this is WWE's problem because they booked themselves into a corner by having Roman hold both the belts and ha- having Roman be that dominant. Um, do we think, Zach, do you think this is a good thing for Austin Theory? Oh, as far as, like, uh, career goes and stuff, yeah. Like, it's, like, totally fine because him just having that, we knew that he wasn't going to take it off Roman and now he's like, he, he's like free to do like other things, even though he should have been free to do other things anyway. But um, yeah, it is good. He wasn't ready for it or he's not ready for the title. It's just, uh, they're kind of putting a lot on him as like a young guy. And it's pretty obvious that triple H thinks the same, like Vince was putting like the rocket ship on his back and triple H obviously likes him, but he's just like, uh, not yet. You know, that's just kind of what it seems like to me. Okay, so Big E was good. Big E was great. We were good with that. Uh, the other one that we were forgetting about was Baron Corbin, who also unsuccessfully cashed in on uh, John Cena. And clowned, on fucking, <laughs> and clowned on Austin Theory afterwards, like, welcome to the club. I'm like, yeah. man, that's fucked up. Yeah. Um, ultimately, I guess, moving forward, because now we're talking about getting ready to look at Survivor Series. I'll ask a question. It's um, kind of obviously related to Raw and, you know, at least one half of the Survivor Series uh, side on the women's side. Bianca came out and basically challenged Damage Control for a War Games match. Obviously, Damage Control is on one side and Nikki is going to be with them. You have Bianca, Asuka, and Alexa. So it's going to be five on five. The heels have one spot. The baby faces have two. I'll let you guys go first. One heel spot, one two baby faces spot. Who fills those roles? I can't see Charlotte filling 
any three of those roles because if Charlotte if Charlotte's going to return as a heel, and I can't see Charlotte hooking up with Damage Control, it just it just wouldn't make any sense. I I don't know. I don't know. Liv Morgan as a heel, I don't know. I think Rhea Ripley, if she's not doing a Beth Phoenix something or other. Well, Rhea Ripley's going to be fighting Mia Yim, right? I guess there's the $64,000 question. I was going to go Rhea Ripley as the the heel representation, but then obviously the Sasha-Naomi rumors are now starting to kick up into full gear again, for lack of a better term. Oh, I forgot about them. But I would throw an alternate out there. Um, Mia Yim at, in one spot, Candice LeRae in the other. Okay. Yeah. Oh, Candice has been in a war game, I think. You know that's good. And she's, I mean, so, she's the yeah, most hard, she's but, the most hardcore wrestler out of all of them. And it makes storyline yeah. sense because Damage Control took her out. Castle Ray fought dudes for like three years. Okay, like so. I mean, she can fucking fight. <laughs> and so, in this scenario, if you wanted to do it, I just wanted to see where your uh, where you guys' temperature was on that, and uh, if you had any guesses. Well, like I said, that to me is my guess. I could almost see Candice LeRae flipping. And being the fifth member on the heel side, playing the, you know, you guys forgot about me in NXT card, blah, blah, blah. Have her be in the fifth heel, and then that would definitely lock in. I just Sasha wish they Nutt, never would have admitted Naomi. on the main roster that Gargano and Larray are married in real life. Just it, That should just be, like, it shouldn't even be brought up. They they should just be kept separate. So in kayfabe style. Kayfabe style. It should never have came up ever. That that would be that that would be my wish. Even in NXT, because it it really was it was an NXT thing first. Yeah, I know. But, okay, I, I, but I mean NXT is not exactly canon. I'm not saying that, but this was still in the time of the black and gold, where black and gold was basically our our focus for about a year or so, give or take. Yeah, you just can't. Once you take the the top off the genie bottle, you just can't plug it back in. It's already out. So I get what you're saying. You're supposed to rub it first. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that's just, that's a shoot. I mean, you got to rub the genie bottle first. Um, (laughs) All dudes, all laughing. (laughs) I don't even know where that came from. Um... Any other thoughts? We're going to have tons of, I guess we're, is Survivor, wait, Survivor Series is the same weekend as Full Gear? No, it's next, it's, okay, so this weekend is a, a, a nothing weekend for anybody major. Next weekend, the 19th. Full Gear. Full Gear. The following weekend, Survivor Series. All right. Uh, any other main roster thoughts? All right, let's get to that two count. Two beer. What's the two count? Uh, two count. Talking AE Dub. Um, Friday we had the return of Cassiora Shibata versus Orange Cassidy. I uh, just wanted to throw it out there because it was very fun, and Shibata looked really good, which I expect him to. I mean, dude's in the LA Dojo, training the training the future. Like I'm sure he hits the mat and stuff. So. Uh, yeah, but uh, that was fun. What would you guys think of it? Um, different than what I would, I thought coming in, but ultimately it was it it 
it was really good. I can't sit up here and lie. I'm not going to sit up here and say I've I've seen a bunch of Shibata matches, and that's one of the things I need to go back and start watching because now I'm getting to the point where if he can get past this, and, I mean, it it wasn't like a a strong-style match by any means, but just getting in the ring, going for 15 minutes, you know, that was a hurdle. Now I'm starting to get a little greedy. I kind of want him to come back and – just not even full-time wrestle, but wrestle in scenarios where it matters in New Japan. But ultimately, I thought the match was good. Right guy went over, and Shibata comes out, you know, I'm assuming in full good health, and that ultimately is the biggest thing. Uh, I'm sorry. I did not get a chance to watch it. I I was not surprised by the ending, but I heard that Shibata looked pretty good. Yeah, he did. That's the only uh, thing really worth mentioning on Rampage, Will. For the sake of brevity, we can... No, 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 no. Hang on, hang on. At the end, Wardlow and Samoa Joe have a couple of tense moments that can lead into Dynamite. Go ahead. Sure, yeah. But we had, yeah, we had the actual turn on Dynamite, so... Yeah, they fought... newsworthy. They fought Gates of Agony, and I was like, wait a minute, Gates of Agony? Isn't that a Pantera song? <laughs> like... <laughs> I, I was really confused when I read about it. But, um, yeah, go ahead. That's really good. Uh, <laughs> this was a very solid show uh, for the most part. I really enjoyed this. It opened with a really fun eight-man tag, uh, FTR and the Acclaim versus the Ass Boys and uh, Swerve in Our Glory. And this was good, man. Uh, just really all-out kind of party match. Uh, I think with Dax, Superplex, one of the ass boys, like off the top to the outside on top of everybody. Nuts. Um, just very fun stuff. And uh, we got a little bit of a tease for maybe a, an FTR acclaimed match, you know, coming down the pike. But uh, this was a fun way to open Dynamite. When you think about, when I think about Dynamite, I think about a really fun multi-man or like tag match to open the show. Like, like your classic dynamite, and this fit the mold very well. Uh, can I make a confession to you guys? You didn't watch What's it. Up? No, I watched it. Uh, no, I, I watched it live. Uh, the best way to watch dynamite is to let the first 20 minutes go so you can fast forward through the commercials. And like by the time you're at the main event, you're watching it live. It was like perfect. But uh, <laughs> the confession is, is that I am coming around on the acclaimed. Holy shit. Oh. <laughs> I'm glad I wasn't having a drink on that one. <laughs> Holy shit. And I think. Welcome to the bandwagon, I dude. I think that I'm coming around on them because I think that they're getting better. A, they really feel like baby faces. And even the Max Caster rap coming out as a baby face, maybe it's just because they're so over. But, like, their their segments are kind of must-see at this point because they are so over. Like they are, they're uh, arguably the most overact in AEW. They might be the most overact in AEW ever, except for like returns, like CM Punk's return and stuff like that. Right. But like in terms of like the last four weeks, it's every, the acclaims. Yeah, everywhere sure. they go, yeah. that place is rocking, man. Sure. And I really like the way they did it when uh, Bowens was getting ready to do the acclaimed have arrived. 
and Billy Gunn just comes running through and tackles uh, Swerve. I was like, ah, oh, this is like this is a legit way to start a show. This is a really fun. It felt like it felt like Attitude Era Raw. Like it was like this is a really fun way to start a show, and uh, it made me watch an eight man tag team, which really. Because there's no stakes and because it's an egg team, I'm usually not that into. This was really fun. And I, I, I'm always willing to admit when I'm wrong in the past. And I think that uh, I was right here because the acclaim used to suck, but now they're getting good. <laughs> Look at him. Look at him. He's like, I got to get one more in. <laughs> they, they, what they a dick, what a dick bag. God, I'm such a dick bag. I say they sucked at one time, but, you know, they are right now. Um, just like little small things from the match itself, obviously the end where FTR had to give back the titles to the Queen. That's a tease right there. Keith Lee, you know, not giving Swerve a pound on the way to the ring, looking, you know, kind of like, you know, apathetic when I had to tag you in. Obviously more um, teases there. The match itself, I'm with Bill on this one. Anything more than six guys in the ring is starting to get a little out of hand. But in this scenario, it's it still kept storylines moving, and that's the two big storylines. And I love watching the ass boys get their asses kicked. <laughs> <laughs> that suplex that you were talking about, uh, Two Beer, I was like, ooh, no, you're not. Oh, oh, shit, god damn. Usually I'm kind of worried, but it was because it was one of them. I was like, ah, man, I guess if he gets hurt, it's no big deal. <laughs> it's like they don't even matter. It's like they're not even really people. Really, clearly in this case, they don't. Just kidding. I don't want anybody to get hurt. <laughs> yeah. I'm being uh, serious. I was getting hurt. I was waiting. I'm looking at him like. <laughs> Unprofessional <laughs> bullshit. <laughs> go to here. Go. So we had uh, MPF was not on the show, but he was on. Um, some podcast that I'm not going to promote because it's not my fucking podcast. That's so, right. Um, God damn it. It's also stupid when they kept talk, talking about the biggest podcast in the world. It's like, what? Oh, fuck, I ain't heard this shit before. It's Barstool, right? Yeah. Is it? I was fully unfamiliar. I think with Pardon it. My Take is a Barstool okay. podcast that's so, like a take on. Pardon, pardon My the, Pardon Interruption. It's like, yeah, so. Right. Yeah, all right. So, so, you're not, a, so not only are you not unoriginal, okay? Now you you're also here. Barstool, and Barstool can okay. fuck off. Fuck all Dude, the way off, you stole my thunder. Man. I fucking hate Barstool. <laughs> That's my dog. Fuck, I hate Barstool. That's my dog. Find <laughs> me, Dave Portnoy. <laughs> oh, yeah. We're going to have to have a, a, you know, you made the list drop coming up because this list of people that can come find Bill is getting longer and longer every week. It's like my new thing. I know. <laughs> Murray Man says he's going to make a shirt. <laughs> I know. I'm like, dude, it's, it can't be a shirt. It's going to have to be like a fucking blanket at this point. <laughs> Go ahead. Just everybody a, I've called out on the back right. of it. <laughs> like Eddie Bill Kingston, Sam McVera, Two Beer Zach Pullman, Dave Portnoy, <laughs> Jason Bell, <laughs> JCB. That's <laughs> like, where the fuck am I at at this point? I mean, damn, I'm I'm like the fifth guy. No, like, you're dude, the I'm, you're number one. <laughs> thank you. I'm the small guy. I'm supposed to lead off. I'm black. I got speed. They're all uh, written in lipstick on a legal pad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Is that Billy Massey with old boys coming off? He wipes the shit. Come find me, yeah. Jason Bell, for a great deal to Jack Patrick's. Right. <laughs> I'm barely going to charge you anything. Right. I'm going to say, is Bill here? Damn. <laughs> All right. Uh, but, yeah, the MGF promo was phenomenal. It was 
is essentially him cutting a monologue. And I mean, he's always good, but this was next level good. I mean, the dude pretty much said that he is, he, he always says like generational talent, but in this case, like he named the generational talent, you know, Bruno San Martino, Hulk Hogan, John Cena, The Rock, Stone Cold Steve Austin, um, you know, Ric Flair. I loved how he broke down how each time it was supposed to be his big coming out party, how it got overshadowed. Like, that was so fucking good. It was perfect. And he is not wrong. The only thing he omitted was whenever he overshadowed Wardlow's big night. Uh, But (laughs) that would be an omission that you would make. But, uh, but yeah, between him, like, convincing you that you are going to see history when he takes this title and – he managed to insult Moxley by calling him stupid, by calling him unathletic, by calling him uncharismatic. He's like, but then he put him over. He's like, but somehow yeah. you took all those things and you worked really hard and you became the best damn professional wrestler in the world. And Pro, uh, pro Wrestling 101, man. Yeah, you never want to break down your opponent. Um, so Maybe Britt Baker just, can take a couple lessons. <laughs> like, no shit. Yeah. Well, you know, you have, uh, like, if you go to film school, they'll often give you uh, Back to the Future as a script to study because it's like the perfectly written film script. It's so tight. It's such a good script. Like, this is a promo that you would give to someone aspiring to be pro wrestling promos and be like, here you go. Study this. I get your car towed all the way across town and all you got for me is light beer? <laughs> <laughs> Say hi to your mom for me. Right? <laughs> like, what the fuck? What'd you say about my mama, man? After he wrecks George's car. Right. It's so perfect. I'll say this. Big Biff Tannen fan. I'm glad next week is the week for predictions for Full Gear because this promo just made me even more confused about who I think is going to win. Who I want to win is John Moxley. I want him, and I've said this on the pod multiple times, I want him to have a, a nice little run, you know, six-month run, you know, take all challenges on, blah, 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 blah. John Moxley wants to go on a three-week vacation to the right. White Lotus, dude. He wants, he does right. not, he does not want, he, right. he, he wants to give it up. Right. And, <laughs> Poor bastard. And this feels like right time, right place. The stars are aligning. I guess the question that I've had and I and I will still have up until when full gear happens William Regal is the wild card and I I will continue to say this I don't think MJF is playing he's playing a good baby face right now he's saying all the right things he's doing all the right things but I really think that William Regal is the wild card and I'll leave it at that All right I don't want to take over Zach's count, but we can't talk about this heads of the coin without talking about the tail of the coin, which was John Moxley's promo later on, which I, I agree with what Zach said, that this MJF promo, it, it just proves that, like, he can play all different types of ball. Which, know? Is, which is good moving forward. Oh, yeah, he, but he was like, this was not necessarily a heel promo, but this was a simmering pissed off, not in front of a crowd, looking straight at the camera. Even though he was on a radio show or a podcast, he was looking straight at the camera the whole time. This was a simmering, pissed off, believable, very believable, very believable. wrestling promo. And then I thought, 
I was like, man, that was a great MJF promo. And then it's game on. And then then Moxley came out, and Moxley's babyface promo just rebutted it so fucking perfectly. I mean, John Moxley is just a fucking. I mean, he is the best pro wrestler. He is a gem to. AEW right now. He is he, a his his steadying uh, force. His his of all his, this other bullshit. His going on. tone was right. Like he was kind of like affable at the beginning and kind of like bemused at MJF and like the story they told about Regal. He's like, and then you put me down, Regal. He's like, and you put me through pain. And it was just it, he's like, who's that remind you of? And then Regal says off mic, MJF. And then when Moxie started making fun of MJF for calling himself the devil. I was I was in full blown mark out moment. Like I was like, that is fucking awesome. When when he when Moxley says, I've seen the devil. I've seen people do terrible things. He's like, I know the devil. He's like, you're not the devil. And then the way he closed it off, where he says, after we're done at full gear, you're gonna realize that everything you've been up to this point was easy. Was easy. And then Uh-oh. mic drop, mic Uh-oh. drop, and I'm Jason. Kind of stole my thunder here. I am basically a hundred percent convinced that we are going to see a heel turn from William Regal. He is going to switch to MJF. I don't know if it's going to be into the Blackpool Combat Club, but it MJF is going to go over John Moxley because John Moxley wants to go on vacation. A, but B because they've been telling. A spectacular story with this thing ever since that banger, which might be my promo of the year, probably is my promo of the year thus far, which was the Regal MJF in-ring promo. Agreed. Zach, what do you think? Yeah, I I think that they're definitely telegraphing it, and I think it would be good to just imagine Regal, like heel Regal, because he's great at whatever he does, especially talking. Uh, Imagine heel Regal like on commentary on the rare occasions that MJF is in the ring because <laughs> he's not in the ring all <laughs> yeah, that he never wrestles. But that said, I, I don't know how much uh, Blackpool Combat Club merch is moving. That's a very cool group. I remember being so excited. Yeah. And it still is exciting because it is a very exclusive elite group. But they don't, like, I think Bill has said this before, they don't do anything together. You see, you see Yuta doing stuff maybe you know with claudio or might work a tag match but like none of those guys especially because they keep moxley kind of separate from it because he's the champ you know they're not out doing like six man and eight man tags like they totally could be we haven't seen a way to get all those guys on tv we haven't seen moxley and danielson on screen together in probably two months i never tripped off it until you said it last week and then this week, Which, I was really like, okay, who's coming out with who? What's going on? And when well, Regal, Regal, Regal comes out, out with, with all Moxley, of them, no, Regal came out with Moxley that, that, on the that's promo. What me off. That's why I was like, okay, what, okay, what's going on? Right. What's going on? I'm looking and I'm looking. I'm, I'm just that, looking for any little, exactly. little that's fucking what, that's evidence. What, that's I can what see. tipped me off. That I was like, I, that's what really drove it in to we my never, prediction. We've I was never like, seen no Moxley Regal comes out by himself all the time. Moxley All comes out, well, especially when he cuts a promo. Moxley comes out by himself. He, you know, Regal will be on commentary during Moxley matches, and Moxley, but as opposed always, to MJF, Moxley wrestles a, all the time, but it, and it, bleeds it, it all devil, the time. It devils, and, <laughs> it devils Advocate twice. Daniel Bryan bled. We'll talk about that. And I can't wait to talk about that match. And William Regal is on every Blackpool Combat Club 
commentary. Yes. So to keep the if you're going to do the the heel turn, you're keeping everything up to par up to this promo where Regal came out with John Moxley. Now I'm like, Ruh? well, even the two beers point where he says that 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 they're an elite group, like they're such a elite group of dudes, but they're never really together. Even when Danielson was cutting that backstage promo, oh, I'm just putting these away for now. Damn. <laughs> um, even when Danielson was cutting that backstage promo about fighting Sammy Guevara, he called out about the disrespect from Wheeler Yuta. Like, he's calling out disrespect from a guy in his own group. He's not calling out disrespect. Right. It's not just Daniel Garcia. He was like the disrespect I received from Wheeler Yuta. Right. It's like, oh, that's kind of weird because that's supposed to be his boy. But you never see them together. But well, I mean, well, I mean I'm just all he, together. You never see them all together. Is he wrong? No. Okay. Two beer. Go. All right. Uh, so in between that, we had uh, check check notes. Oh yeah, Eddie Kingston versus Ethan Page. Uh, Ethan Page goes over distraction finish. Uh, took this crazy bump. Uh, the mm. Whatever the razor's edge off the top rope. They call it uh, what the Avalanche razor edge. Yeah, that was. Yeah. But they uh, they protected Kingston here. He got a visual tap out. Right. But uh, it, I don't think anybody was surprised. Ethan Page has been on TV a lot lately. I could see him winning this whole tournament. Now, I was going to say this is one of the few matches that I would say that was a slam dunk winner as soon as I saw it, um, especially when you had Ethan Page taking out John Moxley, like Bill said, leading up to this tournament last week. As much as, you know, Eddie Kingston is a uh, a fan of this show and he loves him some uh, Bill Vege, I'll just say this. This was <laughs> the Stone Cold Lock of the Week, and we should have said this when as soon as the uh, the bracket came out. I, I'm i a huge Ethan Page fan. I am. I'm, just, I'm not even going to be apologetic about it. I love me some Ethan Page. I just think that it's, this is the one time where if John Moxley is going to retain, you have someone set up for him, ready to go. And that's always been my biggest problem with WWE up until this point where now they're doing a little better. You haven't set up the next guy to be ready for the champion. If John Moxley beats MJF, Ethan Page is going to be waiting around the corner so you can have that. If MJF wins, you still have that Ethan Page storyline where the firm flipped on MJF. So, once again, as much as we bang on Tony, Tony Khan from time to time, this is this makes, you know, storyline sets and it connects the dots. This was a really good match. Uh, the, the finish was unbelievable. I will say that when I think about the power of the human mind – and the susceptibility and vulnerability of the human mind, Uh-oh. I've completely worked myself into a shoot about Eddie Kingston. Because, <laughs> <laughs> because like, I just, I, t- I took something really small that I read that Eddie Kingston said, and I just, like, decided to go off on it because I was like, man, fuck him. Like, I'm not allowed to say shoot, and I'm not allowed to say work just because I'm a fanboy and I'm not one of the boys backstage. 
And because it's a bit going on and going on, like with Ethan Page came out like, against Eddie Kingston, I was like, fuck Eddie Kingston. I don't I don't hate Eddie Kingston. Like I think it's pretty cool, actually. I've always been a fan of his. But like I have <laughs> this worked is not what I expected. I've completely <laughs> I've completely worked myself into a shoot about it. I've also called uh Ethan Page a buster on many occasions. <laughs> <laughs> but I was like, "Fuck yeah, go all ego, Ethan Page, get his ass." Like I don't, I like them both. I think they're both hella talented. <laughs> Jesus Christ, A little peek behind the curtain. <laughs> what the fuck? But see, the thing is, is, like, I understand what's happening in my brain, and I can't stop it. I'm still like, "Fuck Eddie Kingston." I don't hate Eddie Kingston. Yes, I do now. <laughs> no, no, I don't think we know what your stance on Eddie Kingston is at this point. It's the di- I was so it's re- waiting it's really, for this, it's waiting di- for. This patiently waiting for this moment when Eddie Kingston got beat. I was like, "Oh, Bill's gonna act a fucking fool on Thursday." I've really worked, but like, I really have worked myself into a shoot. Like, there's no other way to say it. There's no other way to say it. I was doing how people ended up at the Capitol on January. Exactly, dude. (laughs) Exactly. This is why flat earthers exist. They work themselves into a shoot. And that's exactly what I've done here. In fact, man, like, hang Mike Pence. I don't give a fuck. Wait, do we have to cut that? Oh, God damn it! (laughs) No, I was quoting what they said. I was quoting what they said. We don't have to cut this out, do we? We're going to have to go to HR on this one. (laughs) Jesus I'm, I'm kidding. You don't have to worry what about driving to work tomorrow. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You're fucking fired. Uh, <laughs> all right, moving on. Man from uh, oh wait. <laughs> so you guys remember how I told how I told you guys uh, that they were doing the background check for me at the new job, oh, and that Jesus. the wife asked me like, "What if they discover your podcast?" So the background check comes in clean last Friday. So I have to put in my last day at my old job. I go in to Aaron and I say, I got my background check back. Oh, you ain't shit. And she was like, well, what happened? I go, they found the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Completely deadpan. <laughs> and she looked at me like, you motherfucker. motherfucker. Yeah, right. <laughs> she thought I was serious. She thought I was serious. <laughs> right. And then the next words I, I wrote. I would wish the, I was a fly the ne- on the wall. The next, word, the next words out of her mouth, she goes, so what now? I was like, they didn't find a fucking podcast. I was like, I have no felonies. Knock on wood. Like, I was like, we're fucking good. Like, like, I got the job. The funny thing is, is that she thinks the podcast is so bad that even if they found it, that you would have lost your opportunity yeah, for this. Yeah, job, what? Did, which is I, so funny. I, no, this is actually what I said. I go, they found the podcast, and she's like, so what now? I was like, <laughs> so, I go, so we're I fucked. Go, Basically, I go, now I go, we're appa- fucked. I go, apparently, I said the N word a couple months ago. <laughs> <laughs> Jason wasn't here. I was like, so I don't I was, I, No, I, you I, were here. You were probably like goading me into it. <laughs> You're like, hey, do do uh, when will they shoot? <laughs> I got the ice cube lyrics for this one, boys and girls. No, and that's I love the fact that your wife is very, very invested in what's going on. But I, it's not like you see us on YouTube on the weekly basis. We are not that bad. I mean, goddamn. Let her be invested in your shit, dude. Yeah. <laughs> 
Two beer, go. <laughs> anyway, what's All next? Right. Uh, open challenge. Wardlow uh, ended up taking on Ari Damari. Uh, but the real story of this is he calls out Powerhouse, Powerhouse Hobbs after he squashes him. Uh, Powerhouse Hobbs is on the ramp. And Samoa Joe attacks Wardlow from behind. No, 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 no. Let's, let's, let's call it for what it is. Wardlow said he would take all the tiles in AEW. That's what he said. And then he did. He took one in the back of the Samoa neck. Joe was pissed. <laughs> I guess. Perfect. I guess I'm just not as invested in the in the intricacy of the story. Like I didn't really think Ward Joe was like. It seemed it was like but a name anyway. Yeah, and it seemed like it was a means to an end, just to get Wardlow and Joe into a feud together. Into a feud. What yeah, I so, what I liked the crowd it, popped for the turn. Yeah, so. and what I liked about this segment, a. Samoa Joe is a fucking stud and Pro. the per- perfect guy to put Wardlow over. Pro. What I liked about this segment is that Powerhouse Hobbs never saw it coming and looked at Joe and he goes, I'll get you, you too. too. Now, now we're talking. Good. Now we're talking. Now we got some big meaty men slabbing meat. And it's a Bill Veggie. A, a three-way? Yeah, I think it's going to be a Bill Veggie uh, triple threat spe- special. The only, and I don't even say I have a problem with it. The only thing that could be an issue, quote unquote. Um, I guess if you're going to have Warlow going this route and pushing Joe aside and pushing Joe aside to get to Powerhouse Hobbs, I would almost want to see the Powerhouse Hobbs match happen first and Joe get the winner. Either way, doesn't matter. We're going to, like you said, be big me men slapping me the, in the a triple jo- threat. The Joe Wardlow thing is a good story. Just seems like it went fast forward. It seems like they could have taken another month to tell it. Okay, or you could, or you could have did did it a different way. Well, yeah, I mean, title versus title. You could have did it that way if you wanted to do it like that. You could have flipped Joe heel before you got to this point. Either way, this made sense because Wardlow kept disrespecting Joe time after time after time. You ain't gonna keep putting your hands on me to get to Powerhouse Hobbs. You can walk around me, but you ain't going to push me. And that happened twice. The third strike was when he said, I can take all the tiles in AEW. Okay? Fuck you. Bow. I'll tell you what. We talked. We had that talk last week about who was winning the fight, you versus Carl Anderson or me versus Eddie Kingston. I'll take Carl Anderson right now. <laughs> Joe, Samoa Joe would kick all four of our asses at the same time. Well, like duh. that guy that guy is legit he is scary. And I love Samoa Joe. He is legitimately scary. Yes, for sure. He would do it before his ice cream melted. <laughs> I just like fuck it, man. You got me, dog. Man. I'm tapping right now. That that, that comedian Dan St. Germain who we interviewed it all in when he said that Samoa Joe's WWE music Sounded like the theme. Sounded like the theme music for somebody walking into McDonald's after they fucked up their drive-through order. Was the funniest fucking joke. God, bump, 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 dude. I had it on my Spotify for like a hot minute, and then Susie, you can't hear it any other way. I can't. Nope. I was like, nope. It doesn't sound cool anymore. I I was like, it's got to go. It's got to go. Uh, I don't want to skip past, and maybe I had these out of order, but I don't want to skip past the Roosh Dark Order segment. That's next. Okay. All right. Sorry. Go ahead, Zach. Uh, go right ahead. Uh, well, Roosh was talking shit to um, ten. Yeah, ten. 
And then, <laughs> okay, there you go. You stole my first turtle off the bat. But go ahead. No, when uh, John Silver was standing there, <laughs> like after the, after the whole exchange, and all John Silver said was, "Whatever, Roosh bag." <laughs> and like that, that made Roosh so mad. <laughs> I was like, "Dude, it's not even that funny, but it's kind of fucking funny." I was like, "Dude, what's you know it's, gonna it's funny." That's all that that's all that John Silver said for the entire segment, and like that was enough to like. It's not gonna piss be Roosh off so much. It's not gonna be Uzi. It's gonna be the next tier down. When Roosh comes out on Friday night, Roosh bag, Roosh bag. If you don't do don't it, know. you're fucking horrible as a crowd. Come on. That, I mean, that killed me. <laughs> He's just standing there the whole time, really quiet. He goes, "Whatever, Roosh bag." <laughs> John Silver is good. I, I like John Silver. Yeah. I mean, he, he's never gonna be. He's I would root for him against all Eagle Ethan Page and Eddie Kingston at this point. Okay, and there is the heel turn again. He's my favorite. He's my favorite wrestler after that line. It, just, ahead, it killed me. Go ahead, Tubi. It absolutely go. killed me. Go, go, go. Uh, next biggest thing I think would be the women's segment uh, where we had uh, Soraya and Doctor Britt Baker in the ring, and there was a lot of good in this. I think it was an excellent segment uh, in a vacuum as far as. Uh, you know, crowd reaction, getting getting heat on uh, a match. Uh, you know, we have the official announcement that Soraya is back to wrestling. If you're a Soraya fan, uh, then that's a big deal for you. We're going to see her in a match at full gear. But uh, I, I feel like this is kind of more fire. As weird as Soraya's entrance in the AEW has been and maybe uneven, lackluster, this does feel like the biggest thing to happen to the division in a long time. So uh, I like the segment. I especially loved Crit Baker's line where she says, you just walk in here like you own the place where we don't take walk-ins, make an appointment, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, whoa. <laughs> so good. But uh, I do not like the um, Soraya big timing, you know, because she was in WWE. Punk did the same shit. I feel like... You know, some of the guys from WWE have avoided that, you know, very well. That were bigger stars than um, Soraya was. And I feel like just, I, I know she's got like this elevated thing because, you know, the whole movie and all that. But um, maybe I just didn't watch her on her, like, it, it's not that important to me, like her being here. But if it elevates the division, actually... If the match is good, because she's even though she's cleared, she's got to be good because there's a high threshold uh, that you know, I'm paying fifty bucks for this shit, and like AW pay-per-views are real good, so I'm hoping that the match is good. But uh, overall, I mean, pretty good segment. I could just do without the the constant like I was in WWE, so I'm so much bigger, bigger deal than anybody here. Scenario. I think Punk put a really bad taste in my mouth with the press conference and I notice it anytime it happens on the show uh, where they act like WWE is the bigger bigger deal. Well this is I mean there's that famous segment amongst marks like us where The Rock basically did that to Booker T and buried Booker I mean buried but the accusation was is that he buried Booker T when Booker T came over from WCW the first time and Sting said Sting famously said 
and I say famously in quotations and scare quotes because when I was watching Logan Paul with my brother the other night, I went off on a tangent about wrestling, and he was like, I mean, you keep talking about these things that are famous. He's like, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. I was like, yeah, it's famous amongst wrestling fans. But, like, that's when you should hit me up. Sting always said, well, that's when we hit the up. Mm, and then, yeah. uh, <laughs> enough said. <laughs> then don't hit me up. <laughs> We'd be talking for three hours. I, I put my finger to my nose, Zach, just in case you're wondering what I did. Um, but um, that was why Sting always said that he wouldn't go to WWE is because he said he didn't want to be treated the way that Booker T got treated by The Rock. And I, I pretty much agree with everything that Tubier just said. I do think that this is a huge deal for the division because Britt Baker, if you don't count Jade Cargill, is the the head of that division. She is the star of that division, and Soraya is a big deal. But here's the here's the irony of it, though, is that Soraya is a big deal because she came from WWE. She was never really that big of a deal in WWE. Like she was a she, well, she was the head of that. I mean, who were her people? Was it Liv and? No, it, it was, was uh, Mandy Becky, Rose and no, it was Becky, uh, Charlotte, and uh, Paige. They were uh, PCB or some crazy shit, whatever. No, that wasn't it, though, was it? Yeah, that was the faction. It wasn't Paige, Paige, Sonya Deville, and Mandy Rose. No, it was Paige, Becky Lynch, and Sir, and Charlotte. Well, that didn't last very long then. A lot of them didn't. I mean. It, you had Team Bad, where you had uh, Sasha, and there was oh, there was the Riot Squad, which was uh, Sarah Mandy Logan. Rose. No, it was Sarah Logan. It was uh, Ruby Riot, obviously, and uh, Liv Morgan. Liv Morgan. Fuck. Okay. All right. Well, this is a big deal. It also, I, I have my problems with Britt Baker because I, I don't think that Britt Break. Britt Baker does a very good job of putting her opponents over. And I think that that's a real problem, especially if you're going to be the, uh, if you're, especially if you're going to be the big dog in the division, doesn't seem to have affected anything, but I do think this is a big deal. And it's a match that I want to see. Basically to, to me, the women's division, AEW hasn't gotten better since that Thunder Rosa, Britt Baker, uh, match that closed out dynamite one night that was like a it wasn't a cage match but it was it was some sort of know, stipulation an unsanctioned lights out yeah. match yeah yeah, yeah. it wasn't for the match. title but and it fucking ruled yeah okay okay uh, what do you think jason i'll go with it like this props to Britt baker she said what she needed to say as Britt baker because you can't be coming over wwe into the house quote unquote that i built and not take a little shit Props to Soraya, you know, I, I put this shit out there before you even thought I would, you, you were a twinkling guy talking, talking about wrestling. You know, props both sides. I'll go like this. She said, Soraya said, this is my house, and Britt Baker says, you didn't lay one brick. As well, she didn't. Yeah. Check to Britt. But on the flip side, Soraya's been doing this for a while. I've been doing this since I'm 17. I've been traveling the roads. You, Tony Khan's been giving you this, all this other shit. Check to Soraya. This is the first promo where I've actually been invested, where I've now wanted to see the match. That All that being said, I have a huge problem with you guys saying that. Oh, shit. Go ahead. 
You go. I got a huge problem with you guys saying that this is the. Your the call mo- has been forwarded to an. This motherfucker. Yeah, so I think Zach. Oh. Hey, we're rolling. Keep going, Jason. This is not the crowning jewel of the women's division. If it is, then it's a problem with the booking. You got a, you got a nice little roster of talent, and you're not doing anything with them. There's basically four, one, two, three, four, and maybe a fifth, and I'll count down the rows as the fifth woman that's on the outside looking in because she's not active right now. You got four women running this division. Doesn't this sound familiar? It sounds like WWE. We've always been They're talking- trying to sell pay-per-views, though. If they're trying to sell pay-per-views, they're trying to make the... Okay, so then we can't talk about being Britt being the center of the division and then on the flip side of it, be mad about them selling pay-per-views. It can't be both. It has to be one or the other. Well, I'm just saying that Britt Baker versus Soraya is bigger than Britt Baker versus Hikaru Shida for the thousandth time. Wow. Or, no? No. This is is the biggest match you can make. I'm not disagreeing with you two, Beer, but then leading up to this point, what you've done to this point is the problem. You have it. So you're putting the whole system on trial. Damn, Skippy, call me Al Pacino up in this motherfucker. You have not done what you're supposed to do up to this point. Attica. Okay. Attica. <laughs> Let's start throwing some shit. I haven't seen fucking uh, Athena in God knows how long. The last time I saw her, she was getting worked over by uh, Jade on the pay-per-view. It was five minutes and it was over. We haven't seen her on AEW since. She this didn't is, think of a star of Saray either. That's not that's not the point. My point is you can take the mic from this point on. When you got take the mic from you. Come on over here and try to get this motherfucker. Bo, go get him. <laughs> you can try to you can try to have a division if you want to, but if it's still centered on these four women, then you can't complain about on one side, it's all about these four women. On the flip side, it's going to be about pay-per-views. It can't be both sides in this scenario. Sometimes you can have things where both sides can be true. In this scenario, you can't, especially when you got talent that is chomping at the bit to get on pay-per-view TV. Dare I say just on TV alone? Did you say chomping? Chomping. <laughs> There's an L in there? Chomping. <laughs> chomping? Chomping. Uh, I, I just want to have a technical note right here. This is no joke. Uh, Zach's phone just cut out. We tried calling each other back a couple times. He may only be on the left side of your of your headphones or of your car or wherever you're listening to this. That is not intentional, and I know that it's fucked up, but I don't think that we'll be able to fix it. Uh, so we're just going to keep going. Um, <laughs> sorry for the inconvenience. No, I'm serious. Like, I'm, no, I just, I'm not, I'm not I, 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 I know this, that's, I, I just want to say that I know this, that's happening and I just hung up on him and tried to call him back so we could get it going, but it's not working. So hope you got, if you're, if you're listening to it on headphones, get your left headphone in. If you feel like listening to Zach, if you feel like having dead air when Zach is talking, which granted on the right. that happens sometimes. That's some fucked up shit, dude. We were just talking about putting people over. Now you just didn't put yeah. your boy over. What the fuck is Actually, that? Actually, for some for some people, this is not a bug; it's a feature. <laughs> All right, what was next? 
Uh, I guess the next biggest thing we could talk about is, I don't spend too much time on it, but it's just kind of annoying. Uh, you know, we had the Jay Lethal uh, match with Trent Beretta, and then that leads to Jeff Jarrett uh, being on television again, which is because we're leading to a match with Jarrett and Lethal versus Thing and Darby, which is totally fine. I am totally fine with that, but this crowd could not give two shits about what Jeff Jarrett had to say, and I didn't either. I was just like, dude, I don't, I like Jeff Jarrett. I just don't need him on AW television on Dynamite. Like, put it on Rampage or something. I know you're going to build the match, but just say that the match is happening, and I feel like that that's enough for that match. Jason's, uh, ra- Jason's raising his hand. Go ahead, Jason. Can I say this is my Stone Cold Lock of the Week for uh, Full Gear right now? Yeah, you can always put in your Stone Cold Lead Pipe Lock of the Week. This is my Stone Cold Lead Pipe Lock of the Week. I got Sting and Darby Allen being uh, Jeff Jarrett versus and, uh, Jay Lethal. Okay, uh, there's a couple things I want to say about this segment. We need to have it like, like, uh, <laughs> I'm, fi- I'm fine with Lethal going over Beretta, whatever. whatever. <laughs> you know? uh, they bring out Jeff Jarrett. Jeff Jarrett's... He talked about Sanjay Dutt having an IQ of 181, which I thought was funny. He talked about how he discovered Jay Lethal, basically signed Jay Lethal when nobody else had signed him. He looked at Satnam Singh, and he said, Satnam Singh is one in a billion. He's the only person from India to ever uh, make it to the NBA. Which, listen, if you're a glass half full type of guy, that might sound like a guy putting over Satnam Singh. To me, it sounded like he buried all of India. Stop. Stop. <laughs> Stop. You oh, ain't man. shit. There's a million. Damn. <laughs> I mean, he really Stop. Like, Jesus It's like Christ. none of these Indian on, guys man. can Come get on. a fucking ticket to the NBA. There's Come a million on. of them. Come on, man. God damn. Okay. So if you're going to ask if that was racist, you got to ask a question. Unless you're slinging garlic, garlic naan or you got a wicked jump shot, what you say? <laughs> <laughs> this is why <laughs> this is why I'm like, oh, what can we do about getting this podcast bigger? What can we do with this nah, Stop nah, saying racist shit. <laughs> <laughs> Amongst other things. Well, I mean, the thing that Jeff Jarrett said, the 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 next thing that Jeff Jarrett said, I, I had to write it down. He said that oh, Satnam Singh he said that Satnam Singh is an actual giant, not some big right, guy in right. red skinny jeans produced by a banana's no, nose no circus. Shots fired. So is that okay? So <laughs> no, ain't no question. My first Shot thought. Fired. <laughs> I, I I thought about this for a long time. Today. I was in the shower. Oh yeah, I came back out and saw that shit. Yeah, I that's, thought, that's Braun Strowman right there. <laughs> I thought about this for a long time today because I was like, the red skinny jeans is clearly referring to Braun Strowman, right? <laughs> you think skinny jeans? All right, Braun Strowman three fifty. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty good line. Pretty good line. As long as it's not I, my f- uh, man. This is gonna make me sound racist. Do it. My first thought Do was: it. Is he taught? Is like? Is that like anti-Semitic? Is he like making fun of Jews? And then I thought, no, he's making fun of Triple H. Calling him a banana's nose. I mean, that nose is big. Let's just call it for what it is. Now listen, I'm not anti-Semitic. I just know that there is a that's a big there is there is a there is a. There's a stereotype of Jewish people I'm, about their noses, and is it, he Jewish? It's, it's gone on. I don't think so. But okay. my, I did, <laughs> but my first thing was not about Triple H. My first thing was like the global cabal. I was like, is he talking about how Jews are in charge of WWE or something? And then I thought about, <laughs> but 
Triple H doesn't man Triple H doesn't manage Braun Strowman though either. Well you what? He's not his manager. He runs creative, but go ahead. All right. So does this sound anti Semitic to you? Not at all. No. It was a it was a total My thought. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. yeah! Oh yeah! yeah, yeah oh yeah! yeah. That's yeah. anti-Semitic. Oh yeah. yeah, sure, yeah. Sure. <laughs> My bad. Yeah. <laughs> My niece, when he said it, I was like, I knew he was talking about right away. It was a shot on Braun Strowman. Listen, there's tons of racism I get. The anti-Semitic thing, I do not. Okay, get. well, that that's no. Lots of other stuff. Okay, here's okay. <laughs> here's a quick question. I just gonna put. I'm gonna throw it out there and just take the temperature of the pie. God, I hope people at the new job do not no, listen no, to this no, podcast. Just don't, they've never I work with a lot no. of people. Of color. Yeah, just never bring it up. Okay. Um, Lots of them. AEW <laughs> took a shot at WWE on Wednesday. Queer shot. We see this. Is that a problem with you if promotions take shots at the other? AEW takes shots at WWE and vice versa. Do you have a problem with that, Bill? Go. Of course not. Two beer? I just don't want to be overt. I also I also don't mind it. I also don't mind it when W when uh, MJF brings up WWE. Like do th- don't talk to us like we're idiots. Everybody knows that they both exist. Yes. So I don't, I don't mind WWE's major. It, it is funny to me that Jeff you. Jeff Jarrett was the referee of the Usos match at SummerSlam. I mean, it was like three months ago, and now he's calling Triple H a banana nose circus leader or whatever the fuck he called him. Wow, I totally forgot about that. It wasn't that long ago. He was the referee. He's it been, was the end of August. Actually, shout out to... Yeah, it was uh, less than three months. Shout out to Tinder Mahal. Um, he sent me that, uh, uh, sent me a meme where basically... You mean another banana nose manager? Wow. <laughs> I mean, Tinder Mahal's got a great looking nose. He knows I'm kidding. <laughs> Um, sorry, Tinder. I'm I'm trying to get us back on track for thirty seconds. Um, he's Jeff gonna he's gonna text me. He's gonna <laughs> love it. <laughs> Joey Jerry's O'Farrell is gonna love yeah, it. I promise. Jeff Jarrett's been in WWE, uh, AEW. I think he's in GCW this year. <laughs> Call it, it, Triple H, but I'm like, God damn! You just got uh, this check queer, right? You banana nose motherfucker. <laughs> Calling Triple H a banana nose is fucking hilarious. That is like, so wow. good. That's banana fire. nose. <laughs> he does it. I don't even give a fuck about Jeff Jarrett. He's got a huge uh, banana nose. Uh. <laughs> That's the rock. I just saw that the other day, and, it, and I'm going to get his back on track for 30 seconds. Sorry, I'm letting it, I'm I letting it go. I love the fact that Rock was like, and the game wants to come to the ring. I was like, dude, this is why I love the Rock. Right there. Perfect. Perfect, perfect, perfect. Go, to beer, go. All right, we're going to cut everything out from back when I said hang Mike pins. <laughs> Go ahead, Zach. So anyway, uh, MJF cut a really great promo. Uh, no, sorry, you're you're cut it out. Okay, never mind. Yeah, uh, that's I don't have the time anymore. God damn it. <laughs> yeah, the rest of it, uh, pretty unassuming. Uh, I mean, we don't need to spend time talking about it. Uh, two out of three falls match though was real good. And again, this is uh, why I say this is a really good episode of. AEW Dynamite was because it was bookended with a fantastic main event and an opening party match and some awesome promo segments in between and some wacky shit and some shit that didn't matter. It's a variety show. <laughs> it was a really good episode of TV. 
I'll just say this. For the two out of three falls of the main event, I love the fact that it's two out of three falls. I'm a huge fan of it. But the first two falls were WWE-ish at best. First fall, you had the DQ where Sammy throws the chair into Daniel Bryanson's head. And you have the you know the uh the instant color, which I love. I love me some color and um in wrestling. I don't give a fuck where it is. But then like five, six, ten minutes afterwards, you had a second fall. So for me, that's why I was like, okay, so now you're we're just eliminating the fact that we're having a two out of three falls match. And then we had the one match, the third fall, which was the match that you want to see anyway. Just have a second, just have a second match. Just do a fucking trilogy. This is what we want. These two guys are great in the ring. And they have great chemistry together. It's it's like styles make fights. Okay, and I said it when they did it two weeks ago. Daniel Bryanson, in this scenario, with Sammy Guevara can do whatever you want me to do. But if you want to jump off some crazy shit and do some shit, that's you. I'm going to keep this shit on the ground and go back and see my babies. That's the be that to me is the issue. I rather them if the way they booked it to me is the biggest problem. I don't want to see quick falls on the first two falls and then have a, a a great match on the third fall. Just having a fucking one fall match, you know, t- you know, TV time limit if it's available, and just run that shit and just have it where you know now in this scenario. Brian Damson has won both matches, and then whatever happens from full, uh, full gear, you just figure it out from that point. They need to keep Brian Danielson strong. I don't mind him winning this, and I don't, I don't mind the way that they booked it. I think that you can call it WWE, or you can just call it smart booking. Like having a two out three falls match, it, it might be a little classic, but classic ain't bad. Having the heel get the DQ'd for the first fall and then trying to win the next two, that is the way the heels have thought about best two out of three matches for a long time. It's not WWE booking. They were probably doing that back in the territories. I'm, no, 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 no. I'm not talking about, you know, the the psychology behind it. I'm just talking about time limit. It was the first fall was like six minutes. The next fall was like 10 minutes. Okay, I get So then you. from that point, you can just take that away and I just was, have that match. I was surprised when they had that match go on, the Jamie Hayter match go on at the at the half hour. That's what they do. I know because I wanted the Sammy Guevara-Brian Danielson match to last longer. That being said, I've said it before and I'll say it again. Brian Danielson is the best wrestler in the fucking world. You can uh, you can make you can make arguments for guys in New Japan, and certainly I could too. And people can you can make arguments for the Sarah best. Jay. Well, or Okada, I mean, or Naito, or Will Osprey, or all these guys. He's only saying this because he didn't get a chance to watch the Osprey match. <laughs> I, I, I can't. I mean, I mean, I, I hope that's true. But Brian Danielson is—he can take any match and make it must see by the end of it. And you know, most of the times when I'm watching wrestling and I'm not partaking in any uh, mind-altering substances, which is rare. I no, that's not true. During the week, I'm sorry, that's me. During the that's during me. the week, it's very common. Actually, I usually I'm usually looking at Twitter too, or I'm reading something also, or like I have a second screen going, or I'm reading a book at the same time. I'm telling you what, when Brian Danielson is fighting, last ten minutes of the match, 
I'm watching. I'm watching the fuck. Like, I, I can't be distracted by anything because that's how into yeah, it's it like I am. like there was a 10 minute time limit for the day and match. It's like, ding, 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 ding. All right, you need to start paying attention now. <laughs> Listen, I, I, wish that, I wish that she would start taking this conversation seriously. I apologize. I, I am. Pretty trying. much anytime Brian Nielsen's on screen, Bill feels the cleanest he's ever felt. And he's like, I don't ever need to shower again. <laughs> <laughs> There, uh, Brian Danielson has never had a shower match in the history of his entire career. <laughs> Not on nope. my watch. I love how this is a new thing. That it's the shower match. It's the shower match. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, man. Look, you- I I love this, and I also want to say another thing. Like, uh, Sammy Guevara. Oh, oh, he he showed his ass a couple of weeks ago with those tweets. At Andrade, and it's gonna ha- it's gonna be a long time before I'm ever. Uh, <laughs> Andrade three pieced him up. What do you want? What do you want? Listen, I'm I'm saying though, like it, he showed his ass so. Like I don't care if Andrade beat him up. It's just always going to be. I'm always gonna look at him a little bit different. I'm always gonna be like, man, look at this fucking little shit ass. Like he's obviously good. That's the thing. He's obviously good. He's obviously. great. He's great. Okay, we were talking about Vikingo but, the other night. We we're talking about Ray Phoenix. Oh, you mean. My wrestler of the year. Okay. And Sammy Guevara <laughs> <laughs> should be in that same sense. They all can do the same thing. Yes. And just what? take over a match at any given point. Let me let me finish my sentence. Let me finish my thought. Sammy Guevara went to do a thing where Danielson was sitting on top of the turnbuckle, and Sammy Guevara went to just do one of those things where he hops up on the middle ropes, and then he was going to do a superplex on him or something. And he missed it. He missed it, and there was a bunch of fucking dorks our age, look a lot like me, beards, glasses, we're probably wearing hats, wearing t-shirts, and they all stand up and they all start chanting at Sammy Guevara, you fucked up, you fucked up, you fucked up. And I put this on Friends of BFR, I put it on Twitter, you're allowed to, if you buy your ticket, you're allowed to boo, cheer, chant, whatever the fuck you want, within reason. You're not allowed to racial slur or whatever like that, you know. But- if you buy a ticket to a show and these guys, and we've seen what can happen to these guys, and I'm not trying to get all serious, but we've seen what can happen to these guys in the last few years, like especially Hangman Page just a couple weeks ago. like Haven't seen got, him since. Got knocked the fuck out. And these guys are putting it on the line, and they're putting on the show from you, and you pay your $30, and you pay your $30 for the right to stand up and chant, you fucked up to these guys that are way more talented than you and have put in way more work than you've ever put in anything, and they are currently fucking Ty Mello, and you're going to chant you fucked up with them? You're a fucking loser, and you should stop going to fucking... You, you should stop going to fucking <laughs> wrestling shows, you fucking losers. That's who give you props and get, get that motherfucking button. Chanting you fucked up at the professional wrestler that's out there. And he, the, the thing is, is like a guy like Sammy Guevara so rarely fucks up that stands out so much when he does miss a rope, just barely. And then you're going to stand up and chant you fucked up after you you drink two Miller Lights in the car and now you're drinking Sprite so you can drive home to your shitty job? Fuck you, you fucking idiots. You jokers, you're on the list too. I totally agree with Come you. Come find me, losers. <laughs> I totally agree with you. I'm like, look, 
And when, they were in Boston too. You know they got okay, fucking see, Goodwill they, Hunting on their okay, fucking that's what I was DVDs gonna say. in the town. That the town fucking I, rules. I, I always want to say I want to go to Fenway. I want to see a game in Fenway. I'm like, and then as soon as I see that no, shit, you I'm don't. Like, no, you want to do those pieces? No, of exactly, shit. exactly. And this is the reason why. Go so, walk into the Sammy fucking Narragansett Bay, you losers. <laughs> Sammy Guevara. I don't even know if that's geographically correct. No, it's probably not. <laughs> Sammy Guevara literally jumped from the mat onto the top rope. I mean, I'm I'm not even six feet. A top rope to me is literally like at my neck. And he jumped. Sammy Guevara jumped from the mat to the top rope after the everybody's like, Chan, you fucked up. And then pulled that shit off like it's nobody's fucking business. Look, I corrected, think I'm, corrected it within a second. second. It wasn't even that fucking big no, of a deal. No, it wasn't. It looked bad for a second, second but, but then it, he came back. And it he only did stands it right. out because it never happens ever. Well, I wouldn't say ever, but I'll pretty just rare, say like pretty this. rare. In this scenario, he came back. He got it right. Look, I love me some Sammy Guevara. I think he's great in the ring. I think he just needs to have his fucking social media taken away from him. At the end of the day, this motherfucker came out in that last fall match. And brought it the same way that Brian Danza did. It was another great match. He's incredible. I want to, I want to keep these two jokers together because they have chemistry in the ring. And now you're starting to build up a history with these two guys. You can't let. Well, if Sammy Guevara wants to leave, he'll leave. If Brian Danza leaves, you know he wants to leave. And also, as long as you keep them together, this is a match you can keep on rolling out time after time and time and again. It'll never be over. And also, in his defense. Ten years from now, if he's on the Broken Skull Sessions, he'll probably be like, I never should have tweeted that about Andrade. He's like, I was young and dumb, and like I was pissed off about Not whatever. Three piece. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I mean, it's, then, I, I should probably be a little bit more charitable, but I definitely am charitable to him against the fucking dickbags in the first five rows that look exactly like me and stand up and chant, you fucked up. Go fuck did yourself, he fuck guys. Up? Yeah, but can you do it? No. I and did that, I did chant at Joey's show to that one guy, you're taking a long time to pull up the carpet, and he did tell me to shut the fuck up. <laughs> no, he did look up at you. It was like, you shut he the fuck up. Ma- he like, was not happy with me. <laughs> I was like, oh. I didn't say you fucked up, though. It's not you fucked up, but that's wh- it's kind of what you said about the tweet. This is what you paid money for. Some You're going to get razzed. If you're going to be a heel, you're going to catch some heat. And that's the fucking job. The crowd started to, boo, the crowd started to boo him, which to me signifies real heat. Like, he fucked up, and then the crowd started to boo him. But chanting you fucked up, that is, that is a worse chant than you deserve it. And those are my two least favorite chants. Okay, hang on. You fucked up is worse. You deserve it is second worse. Yeah. Okay. They broke. Ba- they they both break kayfabe. I don't think any chance should ever break kayfabe. The crowd should be in on kayfabe from the minute to the finish. From the start to the finish, because you're because you're the you're the third character. You know, yeah. you you if you want to make it fun, you should be in on the kayfabe, or else you're just being a fucking party pooper. As man. much as I hate to admit it, and as long as we're gonna be you know admitting shit tonight. I never was a big. Uh, I was never big a proponent of like you know the crowd when we were in the pandemic era and crowds were gone, and especially with New Japan, crowds didn't matter. It's not a big deal. Shit, 
It's a big deal. It's a big deal. That's your big like, confession is that crowds are good? Cr- what well, crowds are good. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> no, crowd, oh, no, crowds are uh, <laughs> Dr. Phil Giff. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you, Zach. You're cool. Pardon, where where you at, Reba? You're good. <laughs> yeah, right. Rewrite. Yeah, all right, motherfucker. <laughs> all right, Zach, anything to add? Because Jason and I have been filibustering. No, we got to get on to that three count. Let's get to that three count. We should let we should let Zach run it. Nice segue. Nice. We should let him run it. Okay, the three count is he don't want to run New Japan Autumn Rising. uh, The finale. uh, I'll I'll admit this is my count. Uh, I'll admit that I did not watch Naito Will Osprey, but I did watch the other three big matches. I watched uh, Edgar Renneria versus. versus Sonata, and I got to say it was my favorite Sonata match in a long time. I thought Sonata was great in this. It it was a... He helped put... uh, I was getting ready to say Edgar Ritteria over. (laughs) It was was a sprint. But I think think that's part of the crossover with Stardom, where you have the high-speed title in Stardom, and now you have the World TV Championship in... uh, New Japan, it's no different than what they did in uh, WCW with the uh, the TV title there. It was a 15-minute time limit. Ren Narita goes over what you think about the match. It's it's like Tubier said. I, I, didn't, I didn't want to believe in Ren Narita like this, but every time I see him come out, he wins me over. Ishii was the, the match that should have won me over to begin with. Sonata was a, a scenario where it's a name that he – could beat, but you didn't know he could, but he wins that. Now Zack Sabre Jr. is in the in front of him. That's going to be an interesting match because Shibata is obviously um, the mentor of Renderita, and you got Zack Sabre Jr. across from him. This should be good. Uh, Zach, what do you think about this match? Uh, the match ruled. I love Renderita. I think he's taking the whole thing. But, uh, yeah, Sonata was energized. Uh, when Sonata has a great opponent, he is great, and great. just a testament to how good Renderita is that uh, they had such a great match. Uh, what did you think about Zack Saber Jr. versus Evil? Were you like me, Zach, <laughs> hoping that please God Zack Saber Jr. was going to roll up Evil right there and have it be a thirty-second match or like a ten-second match, probably? Oh yeah, I mean, actually, it would have been preferable. I was not like I don't like tune in to evil matches. Like I had it on, but I was I'm the same way, uh I'm just doing something else. Like I do not watch those matches as they're infuriating, which sucks because I used to really enjoy evil matches. Yep. Me too. I agree. Um the fact that it's House of Torture is is that heel group and it is what it is. I just it's it's disappointing because I like evil but the way he's booked right now, it's hard to watch his matches. You know, thank you, you know, Gato, for making this shit happen. You got the right two guys as the final for your World TV Championship. And like I said, I'm, I'm excited to see what happens. Yep, and it's only it's less than two months away. Uh, Wrestle Kingdom, Zack Sabre Jr. versus Ren Narita, Ren Narita at 
you might Tokyo just, Doom. Yeah, you might just say uh, Edgar Renteria. Renteria. I know. It's hard to say. <laughs> well, I've said Renteria so many times in my life, dude. I no, love Edgar Renteria. Dude, you, great I love him. says Ozzy Smith. I love him. Uh, so, Zach, uh, what were your thoughts on FTR versus Con on the Cobb? This was a really good match. Big surprise. Uh, but the cool thing was it was not an FTR match that you would see. Like, FTR, this is like FTR in Japan. Like, they wrestled a very Japanese match. Um, this wasn't a match you'd catch on Dynamite. It wasn't even like, you know, their stuff with like Aussie Open, which was almost kind of more of a British match, like an actual British match because that's, you know, where they were. And that's where Aussie Open, you know, comes from as well. Um, this, I mean, it was, it was really good. And uh, I cannot wait to see FTR in the Tokyo Dome. I'm glad that they retained because. Go ahead. Who has? Jason's talking about me. He just handed me the weed. Oh, okay. You're, the, giggle oh, twi- the Giggle Twins are talking to each other. You really have to have your mic off when you're talking to the Giggle Twin. <laughs> but no, that, that, that's the extent of it. What, what did you think? Uh, I I love this match. I completely agree. I don't think that any of us picked Con on the Cod, did we? No. I I folded into FTR at the end. But they made it very clear after FTR won that FTR will not be taking part in the World Tag Champs. And That's fine. they said that they, the, they the get next, the winner regardless. The next time, I mean, Kevin Kelly said the next time we see him, they'll be facing the World Tag League champions champions at at tokyo dome yeah it's, january 4th yeah so in, in that scenario it's a wednesday this year apparently Definitely good to know tanahashi and yano <laughs> the word, yeah did you see da- did you see dax uh give dap to tanahashi on his way For sure. out no that, that's what it, the bad part about the pandemic and just thinking about what could be is this should have happened like two years ago, and it didn't. Um, it's not a surprise that FTR won. I, I expected them to win. The match was fine. Um, I just, I guess my my biggest problem with this is, I guess my problem with New Japan in general when it comes to tag teams, it's the tag team the tag teams is not a focus. It's Okada, which got you know I love me so Okada. I love nine year old. Osprey, the whole Shibata, blah, blah, blah. This was a chance to, you know, put a little spotlight on the tag team championships, and you'd have it. FTR is is our tag team of the year, once again. You know, no doubt about it. But you, I mean, there's, yeah, I mean, we can just, we can do the, we can do the B for right now. Tag team of the year. It's FTR. FTR. It's not even close. It's not I even mean, close. I mean, they've had... Bangers against Connor the Cobb. They had banger. They had a banger against Aussie Open. They had a maybe, maybe the match of the year against the Briscoes. I Once mean, match, match of the year co- candidate. The, the, to the, me, the first one was yeah. The second one is is you know critically acclaimed. So that's what I'm saying. I get it. You know, Usos are right behind them. I get that too. Not right behind them. They they're, are, they're just not. Dude, they're I, they're doing sports entertainment, and FTR is out there fucking wrestling. I mean, the, the Usos, when they have to wrestle, they're great. But FTR is not doing sports entertainment. FTR is not doing segments of Sami Zayn. I, I I know that we're watching pro wrestling, and I know that it's all pro wrestling. Right. But 
there's not a comparison with FTR versus Aussie Open, FTR versus Briscoes, FTR versus Great O'Conn and Jeff Cobb, and the Usos versus the New Day. There's just not a there's just not a conversation. To be am, am I that far off on this one? This is not very Usy of you, but you're right. <laughs> you're hundred percent right. Uh I mean, FTR is the least oozy tag team on the planet. I mean, they're they're like they're like the John Moxley of tag teams. Like they're out there doing business with everybody. Okay, they're making everybody look good. Also, I do want. I also I, before before I forget this, they were very good in this match against Great Okan and Jeff Cobb. Also, because they were in Japan, but if you're watching as an English speaking. Like the whole time they were like, "Fuck you, get the fuck off me!" Like they were motherfucking Jeff. Cobb. Jeff Cobb was motherfucking them. They were motherfucking Great Ocon. And by the way, Jeff Cobb, well documented that I'm a big Jeff Cobb. Mark Great Ocon, he's a guy that gets it, man. He really, he really gets the pro wrestling lifestyle. He yes. really gets it. He really gets it in a ring. He sells like a motherfucker. He could he's be a, a he, sports entertainment entertainer in WWE well, right he, now. Yes, right the, now. the Mongolian chop. The way he relies on the Mongolian chop and just does it over and, and over, over and, and over, over again. again. But, <laughs> it's so but good. But the crazy part about it is he's like a trained, you know, wrestler. You know, he did that shit. He, he could do that you if think he, he wanted to. You think he could beat up Samojo? Ooh, interesting. I mean, he's probably about 18 years younger. I mean, Great Khan's a young guy, right? I mean, he's like 26, <laughs> 27. Okay, all right. I got to look it up now. I'll go like this. I will take Samoa Joe with a great Okan versus Samoa Joe match. I'll throw one back at you. I no, I'm talking on. shoot style. I know. Okay. I'll take. I will. Uh, ooh, shoot style. Ugh. I'll take. Uh, I'll take great Okan. Huh? No, I'll take. I'll take great Okan. That's 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 some shit. Never mind. Uh, who would win in the fight? Great Okan. I, no, I'm I'm asking Zach. Sorry. Samoa Joe or Great Okan? Yeah. Great ours Great Khan was born in 1991, so he's 31, and I bet Samoa Joe is 45. <laughs> that was me like falling on my head. 91, Jesus. <laughs> Samoa Joe was. Junior was oh, great for my, your boy. Yeah, he's my age. Yeah, so he's he's 12 years 12. There, there's a 12 year difference. Who'd Jeez. win in the uh, shoot fight? Okan. I'll take Samoa Joe. Old man, old man I'll strength. Take, I'll take Joe. All right, so I want Dad you over here is go over here talking that crazy shit. I, I want you guys to tell me about Osprey versus Naito. I didn't get to watch it. You guys uh, broke the news to me before the podcast that I'll let Zach go first. Osprey he's, went went over. He's, well, he's how long? Nine. How long was the match? Thirty minutes, just shy of thirty minutes, I think. And is it a match of the year candidate? For me, yeah. Like this match. Reminded me why I pay the nine hundred ninety nine yen every month. Oh, you pay for it's that. Just... <laughs> You're, you don't have my fucking passcode. I use Jason's password. <laughs> I use his for stardom. So right. I don't want to use him for both. You can use him for both. Not I use his for OnlyFans. <laughs> Dude, what the fuck? Yeah, you, you guys see what each other like. Uh, anyway. Um, no, this this was like the quintessential New Japan main event. You know, you expect 30 minutes, you get 30 minutes. Will Ospreay, when I got done with this, I was just 
in awe. Like, I'm like halfway through the match, and I'm just absolutely in awe watching Osprey work. Um, Can't wait to watch when, it. He's, when he says he is the greatest pro wrestler because he's a heel, so he says stuff like that. But there's, like, no lie. Um, he, he's probably the greatest, like, working wrestler right now. He makes himself feel like such a star just through his wrestling that I, I think his his stuff is more interesting to me than like Jay White's stuff and I love Jay White but this US title situation it feels way more important than the world title situation right now because of Will Ospreay and because of the shit that he does he just lays it out there man and just it's the little things and I'm, I'm just in awe like, like you said whenever you watched uh Brian Danielson match, it's that same thing where you are just enraptured, like you are going to be locked in here or for thirty minutes, and it's gonna, yeah, and it's gonna feel like twelve. You know, he's coming to GCW. Yeah, I just saw yeah, he's that today. The US, coming to GCW. Uh, um, Jason's got to get a fight, a fight pass plus subscription so we can log into that one. Hey, you got me fucked hey, up. Is it gonna be the same password? <laughs> Always, baby. Um, Gary Payton, 6969. <laughs> <laughs> That's the one guy. I was like, you know, you got somebody was like, you know, Jason you never hated when somebody said they look like another black guy. No, Gary Payton is Gary that Payton's dude. the only one. He's the only fine one. With. I'll be like, okay, you know what? I'm accepting of that. Everybody says, like, you know, I go like Hootie, and I do. And I do, no. but I do no. I People do say look, you look like Hootie all the fucking time. Oh no, that, that all the time. that is offensive. All the time, that guy weighs a full eighty pounds more than you. Look, we're just talking about face, man. We ain't talking about the, you know. Uh, the, I'm talking the, about the his face too. Underneath <laughs> that proportional. Being, <laughs> that being said, doesn't look I'm like lo- Hootie. That's stupid. <laughs> face, man, face. I Your face to- is thin. He's got a round face. He looks like a. Gerber OT, baby. you know, light skin, black, you know, whatever. Black guys all look like, you know how it works. Um, I'll just say this. For me, the first thing, I love the fact that you have this rematch going on. With, when the G1 wasn't even a, even for the U.S. title. So you have this with, you have this match, so you have the, the reason to do it. Right. Now, You're- all that being said, mm-hmm. I wasn't really expecting Naida to win. I picked him, obviously, because I'm Naida Mark. That's just what we do. Credit he's, to... I mean, he's your favorite wrestler. Right now, currently, yes. Credit to Will Ospreay. He keeps every fucking move important. And that's what I think is the, the biggest thing for me to take away from this shit. When you miss a move five minutes beforehand will Ospreay brings it back 10 minutes after the fact that's njpw though man it's it's thinking man's wrestling like and i know and you I'll can say, enjoy you can enjoy it on so many levels if you feel like enjoying njpw on like the most ultra call back to this match call back to this match call back to this match and that's shit, what i think that is you can also enjoy it on that level you know what i mean but that's what i think new japan is the most, best what well, was the best in the callback? You saw this six months ago. Now we're seeing it again. Will Ospreay jumps off the, you know, 
there's going to be a poison rana, but Will Ospreay lands on his feet. And he looks at, you know, Ibushi. Ibushi looks back. It's like, why are you standing on your feet? That And they did it again. That's why I like fucking New Japan, because it always keeps you on your toes. I don't know if this. Sorry, go ahead. That being said, not mad that Will Ospreay won. He should have won. He should have won. Yes. Moving forward, we got questions with Naito, Ishii. You're talking about in terms of health. No, I'm just talking about the guy that... Zach, who does Naito fight at WrestleCamp? There you go. I, I knew that's where you were going. I'm quarterback. I think it's going to be Naito Sonata winning the World Tag League. <sighs> Fucker. Unprofessional bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> you stole my thunder. I was going to say that, too, because that gets Naito into Wrestle Kingdom. You just can't have one of your biggest guys, even if he's in a so mid card. Are Naito Sonata in the World Tag League? Yes, they're a, they're a team in the World Tag League. And uh, who who else are the notables in the World Tag League? Aussie Open. Aussie Open. It's, it's probably the... Uh, Akira TJP? That's super junior <laughs> well, world tag. How many league. fucking dudes are there? There's ten. There's are there ten teams in the world tag league? Eight on one side. Yeah, there's like a eight on the other. And Archer. Um, that's, that's Who and Archer? Suzuki. Yeah, that's oh on the uh, the heavyweight. I, I side. am watching every fucking match. <laughs> Suzuki and Archer are a tag team in the world tag league. This is yeah. breaking breaking news, folks. Now, actually, how long has this been out? It just came out, uh, I guess it was yesterday. Oh. A, it feels right. Um, I'll that, go, here's my second Stone Cold <laughs> Lead let, let, let Pipe. No, you only get one. You only get one. Sorry. <laughs> I'm turning on your microphone. Uh, Ricky Stars beats uh, Lance Archer. Suzuki and Archer are going to inflict damage on their opponents. It's just going to be fun like to watch. shoot style. It's going to be fun. To, the, the young Lions seeing this, you know, announcement so Con, Con to the be Cobb, on alert. Con the Cobb. Con the Cobb. Sonata Naido. Yeah. Archer Suzuki. Aussie Open. Aussie Open. It's, it's Dangerous Tigers? I would assume so, yeah. So that's six. They're they're not in it, no. No Tigers. Uh, do you want to know? I, I got them right here. Perfect. Uh, Let's hit. Goto and, Goto and Yoshihashi. Which is, um, they're, they're good. Too. Oh, yeah. They're, they're good. Uh, House of Torture. No, uh, they're bad. Evil and, <laughs> evil and I wish you would have actually farted when oh, you so did it's that. Oh, so it's not even show? No, it's Evil Nidro. Oh, Jesus. Uh, Jesus. Show Those are going to be bad maybe, matches. Maybe he'll be in the junior one. I don't know. Uh, but, yeah, then it's Naito Sonata. Uh, United Empire It's actually not Common the Cobb. It's Hanare and Great Okan. Mm. I'm all right with that. I'm down with Hanare. And then Yano and Tanahashi. Oh, that uh, was no, real? The, that was real yeah, when you no, said that's that? that's real shit. No, that's real shit. <laughs> oh, that's were, real shit. I did not know that was real shit. I no, thought you were joking. <laughs> no, they did it. No, they did it. I think they did it last year, if I'm not, if I'm not mistaken. I think they did it last year or, or two years ago in 2020. The second and they're third best wrestlers in the world. <laughs> and then it's the Bebop tag team. Who else? That's a, that's, that's a shoot. Uh, Aussie Open. Suzuki Goon, which is our turn. Suzuki, like we said. Uh, Bullet Club, which is Fale and Chase Owens, TMDK, mm. uh, Shane Hayes and Mick, Mikey Nichols. Oh yeah, and then Dark Horse, Gabriel, Gabriel Kidd, and Alex Coughlin. Yeah, oh. Lions. They're going to get it. Well, wait. So how many teams are there? 
eight. It's eight on one side. It's eight on the other. It's it's so sixteen teams. Sixteen total teams in a and then two world. How many form. teams does World Junior Tag have? No, this year there's ten. There's ten teams. Really? Man, yeah, this, ten this total. Is like this is watch stone. This is like watching stone people play pool. It's like <laughs> it's, everybody's just kind of hitting the ball around. Everybody's just kind of missing the ball each time. It's like oh, it's almost going into the pocket. You don't say. You know what? We'll put it up on our websites. <laughs> <laughs> That's gonna do it for our three count. All right, before we go, uh, let's get some odds and ends. Zach, did you watch Rey Mysterio versus Gunther on SmackDown? Oh, yeah. Uh, super fun. Big man, little man. Um, that's the kind of shit that, you know, Gunther having this title and actually defending it is awesome. Yeah, uh, I think he's really, like really establishing this intercontinental belt again. And the person that beats him is going to be somebody that's going to have to come with it. Do you think Gunther takes the intercontinental belt to WrestleMania? Hmm. I think it's definitely a possibility. Let's put it that way. I would say he's more likely to than not, but I, I won't say that he definitely does. I would say that Ray versus Gunther on SmackDown played into both their strengths massively. Those are two guys that fight better. Ray fights better against big guys. Gunther fights better against small guys. And that was a 15-minute match at the end of SmackDown that could have easily been a pay-per-view match. Could have been a G one match. Honestly, so, it no, was it was that good. No, you saw my thunder. Ray Ray is great against. Is the ultimate underdog minus Daniel Bryan in, in uh, WWE, and Gunther is that next big guy that's not named Roman Reigns. That was going to be my question. Who takes the the IC title off of Gunther at this point? It's it, we're not Jake even talking. Paul. <laughs> <laughs> that's my dog. <laughs> but that's the next question. Roman Reigns is going to cough it up at some point. Who's going to cough it up? Who does Gunther cough it up at some point? I don't see anybody in the mid card that I can say right now that can take that mantle and run with it. I'd love to see Gunther take it off of Roman Reigns. Like, that would be something, right? Yeah. Man. It would be. Yeah. Gunther fucking nice. Yeah. Yeah, that wouldn't be. I mean, how you get well, actually, how you get there is the the men's side of the Survivor Series. I would assume it would be the Bloodline versus. There's a full five months before WrestleMania. You can get there. It's just it's just they're not going to. Gunther's not a star. Like if they can get Logan Paul back, they would have Logan Paul. Gunther is a star. He's not not a star on the WWE portion of the program. No, he's just not a crossover star. Like it's it's totally fair. It's WrestleMania in Hollywood. They want Cena versus Logan Paul. They want The Rock versus Roman. They probably want fucking. Do we still get that? Isn't Zach Efron's going to play Texas Tornado or something in this new movie? Actually, MJF is would playing you, Lance you, Von Erich. Um, MJF's in that movie. I just saw that today. Yeah, he's, he's playing, playing Lance Van, Van Erich. Um, that's the fake one, right? That's the one yeah. that's the, the like the third that nobody really remembers. Kevin but Von Erich. He wasn't is, an actual Von Erich. Though. He was an actual Von Erich. No, no, no he his wasn't. Name, his last name is Vaughn. Yeah. Oh, that's right. They brought him in because uh, Kerry got hurt. So they're bringing MJ in to play the heel, probably. <laughs> <laughs> you ain't a real Von Eric. Um, uh, Zach Efron is playing Kevin, which was one of my faves. Um, I'm the only one that's still alive. Yeah, for sure. That's crazy shit. Um, 
I, I'll just say this. WrestleMania is, is a long ways away, and it's like what you say, eight or nine months. Cody Rhodes is is in play. He's going to come back. Uh, well, you're right, and that completely lulled me into sleep. I forgot about Cody Rhodes. Cody Rhodes is in play, and but he they, will come back. At they'd rather point. have Rock Reigns than. Do you think that's still that? That's my question. Do you think that still happens? Yeah, I think they're playing it down because it is happening. Should I think be- I think it'll be the biggest WrestleMania match of all time. Two beer is is Rock and Reigns still going to happen? I hope so. I want to see it. Do you want to see it? Fuck oh, yeah. yeah! They should have. Should a- it be for the title? <laughs> should it be for the title? No. That doesn't have to be, but I mean, if you're gonna, if you're already almost there. With another few more months, you know. If they're gonna if they're gonna do two nights of WrestleMania again, they should have night one end with the KO show and Stone Cold stunning everybody again. <laughs> like just go ahead, just that's go just ahead gonna, and make that's that just like gonna a Saturday be night, night tradition. one, everybody. <laughs> and then n- night two should be Reigns versus The Rock. Now for the title. Now I could see them splitting up the the belts by having like one night be Reigns versus Cody and another night point, being Reigns yeah, versus I Rock. It, I think it's time to start to split up this shit. And it's like they could make the bigger one they could make Rock Saturday night just because they might get more buys on it because that would be whatever. Honestly, I mean probably the biggest match of all time. Nobody's ever been as famous as The Rock is right now and wrestled in WrestleMania. If, nobody. If you want to talk Hulk about Hulk Hogan, if you want to Taylor, if you want to talk T, about nobody. numbers, he is so famous. Andre Hogan is the biggest rat, wrestle match, WrestleMania match of all and, time, and more people in on the global Earth know who Rock is right now compared to those two guys combined in 1986. Two beer, you're you're the side and vote. I mean, he's not wrong. I don't. Wrestling is not as big though as the problem. The the difference is, is rock is much larger than anybody else, but wrestling is much smaller right. uh, than it was back then. Kids in Mongolia didn't watch Big Trouble in Little China in 1986. <laughs> <laughs> they've they've definitely seen Geostorm <laughs> or whatever the fuck that movie was, San Andreas or whatever. Jesus Christ. I'm, I'm just like, I'm, I'm not even trying to be funny. Like, I'm keeping it real as fuck. The Rock is Famous. I'm not disagreeing with you. Yeah. I'm just saying that, that it'd be the biggest match of all time. Look, Rock Reigns. Uh, I'm the only guy that has Rock, Wait, Rock on their Reigns, Hall like of Tim Fame. Reigns from yeah, the Expos? Dare I say not even the Hall of Fame on their Mount Rushmore. I'm the only guy. And I'm the guy that's saying. You have Tim Reigns from the Expos on your Mount Rushmore? Right? Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> Tim Reigns. <laughs> no, he's not. He's the only black guy, you motherfucker. We got to have some representation. He's the, he's the guy that's on Real Sports in 1997. He was like, yeah, I used to slide head first because I had coke in my sock. <laughs> I was like, oh, this dude's real as fuck. <laughs> True story. That's why I love Tim Reigns. But still alive. Yeah, still alive. Doing fine. I'll just say this. Hogan, Andre, greater than Rock Reigns, period. Okay. Uh, okay, so we're in odds and ends. Was there anything else that I want to talk about here? Uh, not very much. Oh, have you guys seen William Regal's son fight in NXT yet? Charlie, Charlie Dempsey is his name. 
Oh, that's who. Okay, so he jumped. Um, shit. He fought. He fought Andre Chase. Right on Tuesday, and then they had like a three minute match, and it was really good. I like no, both no, those no. Dudes. Like the the week I watched it, he jumped. I still can't believe Andre Chase wrestles in khakis. He jumped Andre <laughs> like, Chase the week before, and then that's when uh, Duke Hudson came in. Mm-hmm. And yes. made the save. Okay, I know what you're talking yeah. about. I know what you're talking about. Anyway, keep an eye on this guy, Charlie Dempsey. He's William Regal's son. They get along. He's still in NXT. He said they get along. That's comedy. Well, I mean, they do. I'm, I'm, sure. I'm just. He's not like in a straight. It's not like one of the Rock's half brothers and sisters. Stop. Hey, 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 hey. Daddy hey. was a hey. Rolling Stone. <laughs> hey. uh, Rocky Johnson had a lot of things to do, man. Leave Rocky man Johnson was like uh, that generation, Nick Cannon, really. <laughs> <laughs> He's heating up. Ahem, ahem. I don't even know which one I want to go with. I'll just go with the one I want to go with. You ain't shit. <laughs> hey, everybody, we got some birthdays this week. Cowboy Bob Orton. Still alive. Still alive. 72. <laughs> Canadian. Canadian. I'm sorry, dog. I'm sorry, dog. Missourian. <laughs> Missourian. Yeah, he's from, he, he lives I'm in Pattonville. <laughs> he lives right down the street. We can go visit him. No, we ain't going there tonight. They're shutting down all the jack in the boxes in the St. Louis area. We could go find Bob Orton right now, bring him back whoa, here, and whoa, do an hour with whoa, him before we get whoa, four tacos. Hey, hey. They shutting out all the Jack in the Boxes. Yep. yep. Jack in the Boxes declaring bankrupt. Yep. What? <laughs> no more egg rolls. True story. I saw this on the news. Jack in the Box sells there more tacos per year than the entire country of Mexico. <laughs> I wish there was a camera on me right now. I'm just like, what? Jason, Jason stared at me like, "You're kidding me." <laughs> Jason really stared at me there. Uh, Ryback is 41. You guys remember when Ryback was a big deal? Yeah. Ryback was not a big deal on the podcast, was he? No. Like since we've been doing the no. podcast, no, 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 never no. was. All right, uh, Peyton Royce, attractive young lady. Uh, is 30. Leo Rush, 28. <laughs> going back watching the little MLW. I want to see Leo Rush. I love Leo Rush. Actually, he's going to be in Japan in the uh, the crossover for New Japan Stardom. Yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Like, they, they love him over I'm there. I'm that we actually have to, like, wait to see that because I don't want to pay $27. Shit, and I, be on. Hey, two beer. You know I'm getting ready to get Disco that Inferno. <laughs> Disco Inferno <laughs> you is to, you got to get fucking email. Do that shit. Disco Inferno is thir- 54. Uh, he asked me where the bathroom was at <laughs> at uh, Starcast. I was like, holy shit, that guy is good looking. He did. No, he did. I was, it was, that guy's put together. Broke off or whatever. And it was Disco Inferno. <laughs> uh, Tanahashi, Roshi Tanahashi. How old do you think he is? My age plus seven is okay. I'm getting ready to turn that plus seven fifty six. Zach, how old do you think Hiroshi Tanahashi is? Uh, how old did you say? Fifty six. Fifty six. How old? Forty five. He's forty six. Fifty six. What the fuck are you? 
Okay. <laughs> Fuck you, man. <laughs> Are you smelling toast? <laughs> this has got knees made of spider webs. <laughs> Sunil Singh, 38. My favorite Sunil Singh moment was when Orton tossed him into the table. Uh, okay, we said this last week. But they're it's, twins. We don't know which one it is, so we're just, we'll say okay. it about them both. Okay. It was the funniest thing ever. <laughs> like, Orton looked at the camera and was like, <laughs> oops. He was like, fucking screech. He was like, zoinks. <laughs> Laparca is 57. Uh, the out, real one or the fake one? I, I think the real one. Alive, <laughs> dead, or Canadian? Uh, alive. Oh, sorry, alive, uh, black, or Canadian? <laughs> no. Wait, was it dead, black, or Canadian? It's dead, black, or Canadian. I'm going to go with Canadian. No idea. His name's Laparca. I mean, he can't be Canadian unless it's like Canadian. unless it's like L E P A R Q U E, and he's like from shit. Montreal. He's like <laughs> <laughs> the puck. <laughs> no, he's about to say. At least you took the time out to put the Q in in that motherfucker. Didn't take any time out, man. It was off the top of the dome. Albert, we talked shirt. about we talked about Lord Tensai earlier. Uh, Albert is fifty. No, you talked about that motherfucker. <laughs> I always liked him. What? I mean, to be in the attitude, so to be in the attitude there is shave your head, name yourself Prince Albert, and put a bunch of shit in your face. Like he intentionally looked like a penis with with a Prince Albert. His name was Prince Albert, and he looked like a Prince Albert. Okay, fair. All right, all right. It's really like <laughs> kind of genius. Nah, on. <laughs> Kalisto is 36, and then uh, your boy, Bill Vegi. Your boy. Turns 43 this week on nice. Tuesday. Nice. And I, I, I share my birthday with two absolute studs. Yes. yes. Macho Man Randy Savage. Mm-hmm. R.I.P. R.I.P. Would have been 70 One of the greatest resume week. matches of all time. And Shima. What about uh? She was forty-five. Wait, 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 wait. What about uh, Chef uh, Cedric? I thought you guys shared a birthday. Oh, that's somebody that we know. Yes, yeah, Cedric. But, yes, but, Cedric Abishan. Yes, yeah. he's also November. 15th. Okay. Yeah, we're all say. boys. I'm just saying that, like, me and two wrestlers. That's a pretty good, pretty good crew. Randy Savage and Shima. Look, Talk about some five-star motherfuckers. Look, Randy that's Savage alone. Okay, like I said, Man, him Randy and Savage, him and Ricky Steamboat. I can argue one of the greatest match WrestleMania WrestleMania yeah, that match was like ten and a half minutes. Everybody talks about how classic it was, dude. That match was short. Shit, Great. I could go put it on for you on the TV, and right I could now. go take and a piss I'll, and I'll, no, check check my fucking fancy bets. I will beat your ass. Don't disrespect that shit. Don't disrespect it. Don't disrespect it. Anyway, uh. Please don't feel the need to reach out to me on Twitter or Facebook and wish me a happy birthday. No, please. My life is very fulfilled. <laughs> no, please. I have a new job. <laughs> no, please. Yeah, child, no, exactly. Wife that I love. Okay. A hobby that I enjoy doing every okay. Thursday night. Ride that motherfucker do not, on Tuesday. Do not feel the need. Tuesday to is what? Reach the out 11th to me. 11th to 12th, 13th, 14th. And say happy birthday. 14th, 14th, 14th. Sounds right. Four. Murray the Merman Murray. Check. For Patriot Pat. Check. For my wife, Aaron. Check. For Vice. Check. For Tender Mahal. For Joey O'Farrell. Double check. For Two Beers, Zach Pullman. Check. Good to have you back, Zach. For Jason Cornelius Bell. (laughs) You got it right. (laughs) Nature right tonight. Check. (laughs) 
I need you to support your local restaurants. Exactly. Support your local weed dealers because it's legal saying. in Missouri now, and they need your money more now more than ever. I'm it's not talking about anybody February. I know. It's in February. It's in February. Black Lives Matter. Exactly. Boo the heels. Boo, bitch. We apologize, Eddie is. Kingston. <laughs> <laughs>